0: Trying to get the best deal on an essential survival item like Flint? Don't wait to get ripped off by Jeff Probst. Head on over to Amazon.com. Get the best deals on everything you need and help support all of Rob Has a Podcast when you start your Amazon shopping at robhasawebsite.com slash Amazon. Coming to you live from Nicole's parents' basement, it's Rob as a podcast, and now here's the guy who also has two imaginary immunity idols, Rob Sesternino, hello everybody and welcome to our Thursday afternoon recap episode We've got a very, very big show. Of course, I'm in New York. We just did our live Survivor Know It Alls at Gotham Comedy Club last night. Such a fun night! Such a fun. I'm exhausted today, but such a fun night last night where Stephen Fishback and I talked to all of the people from Rob's Planet who came on out. Really, really fun show. Still working on exporting that video. That's still running in the background. Hopefully, by Thursday evening, East Coast time, we'll have that up for you guys. It's going to be really, really fun to check out. I know a lot of people really enjoyed the audio version of, well, that's up on RobHasAWebsite.com. I also spoke with Val earlier today, who was who was very, very nice, and uh, I actually, I told her that I felt like on further review, I'm not sure if there was anything that she could do, so I don't know if that was as bad of a move as we were saying it was last night, but I'll talk about more about that with our guest today. Jonathan Penner is going to uh, join us and uh, very excited to talk to Penner. It's actually been a little bit of almost, I guess, a year since we talked to Penner during the first survivor blood versus water and uh, we just didn't get him in last season because you know there's like you know 20 survivors a season that we want to talk to and unfortunately uh, we're at a point where we just can't get to every single survivor that we want to talk to every single season so Penner is back we'll talk to him today and I'm really looking forward to that interview and otherwise it's been a very fun trip we're here because we're having a birthday party for the baby on the weekend and it's going to be a a fun trip get to see all the family trying a podcast on the road as well, which is not uh, technically that easy. I got a lot of uh, equipment and wires running all over Nicole's basement. So if the show is not up to par this week, uh, sound wise, I do apologize for that. We'll be back uh, in the studio in just a couple of days. Then later on in the show, after we talk with Jonathan Penner, I'll be joined by the first lady of podcasting, Nicole Sesternino, where we will go ahead and listen to your voicemails uh, that have come in. So we'll hear what you guys have to say about the episode. And it should be a very, very fun show. Okay, so let's get on the phone with the great Jonathan Penner. And let me before I bring him in, let me just say that Jonathan Penner today joins a very exclusive club on Rob Has a Podcast. He joins the like of... By my count, Richard Hatch, Tyson Apostle, and Steven Fishback as one of the few elite members of the five times on RHAP club. Here is Mister Jonathan Penner. Penner, can you believe it?
1: I I cannot believe it. Yes, that you would have me back this many times. <laughs> and and uh, no, I mean I don't know what's wrong with you. But, um, that's a very nice plug calling me the great Jonathan Penner, so yes. call me the great King Jonathan, <laughs> but um, it's a pleasure to be back with you, my friend and Mazeltov on your son's first birthday, is that right?
0: Yes, yes, uh, I really you know, I connect you t- uh, to the you know the baby being born because uh that that night that that um that you had us over for dinner, Penner, yeah. that was. You know it, it was it turned into a like uh somewhat of a, of a late night maybe it wasn't that late, but maybe we had to, we had some wine and it was the next morning we were trying uh, trying to wake up and that was the morning that I was in the the bathroom and I heard a knock at the door and then I opened the door to see Nicole standing there with a pregnancy test uh saying that I'm pregnant <laughs> so uh
1: yeah, could it was, happen that fast? could it have <laughs> happened after dinner at my house because i put the uh I put the love potion number nine in the pasta.
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe that was it. Or I just,
1: I just had a heavy hand with the pouring the wine. Well, I'm thrilled, man, that you associate something as as magnificent as your child with uh, anything to do with me. That really makes me happy. Yeah, Thank well, you for telling me
0: that. I'm not coming over your house again until I'm ready to have
1: another oh. one. That's
0: just to really make sure about anything.
1: <laughs> this is funny. I, my wife and I, you know, we've been married. Uh, 23 years just the last the, the other week 23 years ago we had a wedding it was a fantastic wedding in New York in Long Island City at the silver Cup studios and two two couples got pregnant that night oh my god it's absolutely true one of them and this is at this is true got pregnant in the stairwell of the <laughs> silver Cup studios is that confirmed uh, that's what they tell me. <laughs>
0: Oh, my God. Um, and I just remember, remember that night you guys were saying, like, uh, so when are you guys going to have
1: kids? And we're yeah, like, oh, man. we don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we are so pushy. <laughs> well, because you guys were so cute. And, you know, I mean, I've said this a million times, being a father is about the greatest thing I ever did. Um, I, I, my favorite thing in life is is my kids and to be a dad to them. So I, I, I'm i very pushy with kids. Couples and say, "Don't wait, let's go," because once you have those kids, man, you're going to say, "What the hell was I waiting for?" Because you want as much time with them on the other end as possible, you know.
0: Yeah, I also never forget when when you guys were talking about this. I'm not sure if either you or Stacy brought it up, but I, you know, you guys said, "When are you ha- when are you having kids?" And we're like, "Oh, well, you know, we just want to make sure we have uh, the money." And uh, you said, uh, i always remember this." You said, "Hey, what I always say this." Babies make bread. And that's you said, we have a baby and you figure out a way to make money.
1: It's true, man. Babies bring their own bread. There's it's it's bizarre. If you if you tell the universe, right, and I'm not a you know, touchy feely guy, I guess I am, I don't know. You know, if if you know, if you put it out there to the universe that you are ready to have kids to be to to be creative and to bring life into the world then the universe does does provide for that and and you will either stuff will fall into your lap all of a sudden or you see the world differently or you just see that you have to be more responsible i don't know what it is it's any and all those things but i've seen it happen over and over again to me and i'm hoping to you you know you, people who say oh i can't i can't afford to i got to get my finances in line and all that i say don't wait you will provide for the kid, the kid will not go hungry, and it will bring so much joy into your life that you will see the world very, very differently. I'm glad to see that's happened for you guys. It's wonderful.
0: Yeah, well, that was a very, very good. I don't know if it was advice or, or at least uh, a, a explaining how the universe works, but um, I'll never forget that. Anyways, well, thank you, Ben. Well, let's Thank jump. You. Let's jump into talking about this now that you're a, in in the five timers club on yes, Rob has a podcast. Yes, the wise old man, elite old. elite company. Yeah. So, so uh, let's talk about this because uh, you have you know experience with hidden immunity idols and Exile Island and and playing with baseball players even. So there's a lot of experience that you could bring to the table, not just about
1: babies and bread, right. So ask me what what do you want to know I will be I'll share what little knowledge I have. Hey well my biggest
0: takeaway from the episode last night I watched it last night and and I had mentioned that we did the show At the at the club. And it was very, very fun. But it was a little hard to hear, like, all the little details that were that were happening. And and then we did the show so fast. So, you know, I sort of did the show at last night and I was like, oh, Val, you know, what a what a dumbass that I can't believe what she did. But as I did the rewatch this morning, it really occurred to me that she was going home no matter what. And there was nothing that she really could have done to be able to change her fate. And so, I
1: actually... Wait, why was that? Why was she, on day four, you're saying, essentially, already in the barrel? Why was was she next to go? No matter what she did, you know, she tried to scramble and, and, you know, talk about uh, idols that didn't exist so that she could bluff her way into survival but you're saying it didn't matter she was already a goner why
0: i think so because i think that she was sort of coming coming in at a disadvantage after the exile island experience of being away for the first couple days now i was trying to do some research on you and i'm trying to figure out the earliest time that you went to exile island did you go to exile island in in the first episode in cook island first day first First day. day perfect perfect yeah
1: well, I mean, we had, and I don't know, if it's a, it, it was different here because we had a little bit of time um, to 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 get to know each other before I was exiled, right? Um, we didn't. Let me just think about how the hell how the hell were we introduced on that first season? We just. I mean, it, it was the very first challenge. It was an immunity and reward challenge, but it was like, it was like nighttime. And we'd had a little bit of time together on the beach to, to talk. And I had already talked to Parvati and Candace before I got sent home. Um, uh, but, oh, no, no, it, so- wasn't, it wasn't immunity. It was just like I got exiled because my tribe didn't have to vote anybody off. We didn't vote off the first person. That was Sekou. Yes. Right. Right. I got I'm remembering now. I got sent off because I don't know, because I'd stolen the chicken. But <laughs> it was it was the tribe that was going to tribal um, that that got to pick who was going to go to exile alone. So, so yes, I was away from the other four members of my tribe, but I was not in danger of getting voted off particularly. And then we were able to win a little bit. Um, we won the next challenge, right? That was the one that Ozzy threw to get rid of...
0: Billy Garcia.
1: Billy Garcia. How dare you. And then there was the big change-up, and, um, and I was able to sort of stay alive after that. But, yes, I was the first guy to get exiled. It was vile.
0: Okay, so while it was a little bit different that you got to at least get to know your tribe a little bit, you weren't right. at the disadvantage of like, now you're a complete stranger and they've already been bonding for two days. Uh, right. What what was that like to have to, you know, play where these people have been sticking to, uh, together this whole time and now you have to try to, you know, reintegrate yourself to this group?
1: It didn't bother me at all, and I'll tell you why. because Because Adam was very foolish person, and when I, I got back, I was able to very, very quickly um, demonstrate my uh, importance to that to that tribe. While I was gone, he had gone out fishing and had, like, lost the boat. I mean, literally <laughs> abandoned the fishing boat. Um, and so I got back, you know, the next night, or I guess I spent one night there the first time. Um, two nights, I don't even remember, I got back and it was like, what's going on, guys? Where's our shelter? What have you guys been doing? Oh, we've been buffing each other, and Adam lost the boat, and I'm like, okay, here we go, and just very, very quickly kind of whipped them into shape, got the boat, was able to bond with them over that experience, and, you know, and and, and then we we won or got tied for the victory in the next challenge, and I was quickly integrated back into things.
0: Can Can I ask you to go back to that
1: verb that you use you said that we were buffing each other? Oh yeah, and this is something that I still do when I go to the beach. Man, you get you you exfoliate with with sand. You know, you must have done <laughs> this, right? You get on the beach and you get the sand and it's like the best abrasive scrubber <laughs> that you can use. So, you know, you can't get your own backs. So you sit in the water and you buff each other up. You know, it's like going to the spa. And that's what the girls would do. They're like, oh, we're going to have a spa day. And I'm like, I'd like to have a food day or even a fire night. Wouldn't that be great if we had something crazy like food and flame or a shelter off the ground? Weird. And so, and so once I was able to convince them that just buffing each other was not necessarily the best use of our, all of our time, um, um, I don't know, it seemed to work out.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, I can never get enough buffing. Yeah, man, buffing is good. <laughs> very good, very good. All right. So, in the case of Val, do you feel like am I being too easy on her, Penner? Have I gone soft? That do you feel like that she should have been able to reintegrate herself? I mean, she came back on day what uh, day three after the immunity challenge. She had three more days to be able to sort of make some ties with these people. Did I, am I a softy now, Penner? I think
1: you are, because why wasn't she the first to go anyway? I mean, right? Wasn't that the tribe that voted off the twin that got voted off? You know, the twin was there. Nadia. You know, so, you know, uh, yes, some some alliances were, were obviously created that Val was not a part of, but, you know, was Nadia so awful that they got rid of her first? You know, it doesn't, it, you know, that, that's where it doesn't make sense. I'm not saying that Val, you know, w- wasn't excluded, but excluded from, like, what group? There was a five and a, a four, I guess. She was in the four, and they just said, okay, we're just going to pick off the four. Who's in the four? Now the two. You know, what, what What does that look like to you? Who's who's in the dominant alliance of that tribe?
0: Well, I got the sense from the episode last week. It was really, it was the men versus the women. And then Josh and Baylor were the two people in the middle. And then you had this sort of bizarre thing where Baylor ended up voting for, with the men, against Nadia. That the women didn't know that that was going to be happening. So the women voting together were Nadia, Jacqueline, and Val. Um, and then also, they thought Josh was with them, and then he did the bizarre thing where he voted for Baylor in a vote that ultimately he says was for strategy. And I really am not still quite sure exactly what that what that was all about. But that's a whole different no, I conversation. Think, I, think,
1: I think it was it was a combination of him covering his ass, but certainly he's able to now point to, to you know to either side. However, the vote went down, he would have been able to go back to camp and say, "And I did this once." Yeah, you know. When I voted for Abby Abby Maria, right, right, you come back to camp and you say, "Look, I I didn't go against you, and I didn't go against you because you really don't know how the vote is going to come down." You know, if Baylor had voted with the women, as she had told them, she was going to do then then it would have been a, a a tie with his vote for Baylor, you know, and, and and they would have worked it out some other way. Now, it may have been a horse and I move. You know, it may have been stupid, but I think it was a to cover his ass when he got back. But also, I think it actually is pretty smart because now no one's going to think he's going to be working with Baylor, you know, right? But
0: aren't the other guys in the Alliance going to be annoyed about this because also it seems like last night he was also the one who went ahead and made his own move where it was going to be three people were going to – or it was going to end up being a 3-3 tie in in their mind. And then it was going to end up then with Val playing her idol. But because – It was you had Val and Jacqueline putting their votes on Baylor. He switched his vote, Josh, to make it be a 4-4 tie and ultimately force the tie to go to to Val. And what's kind of crazy about this is if he believed that Val actually had the idol, it really would have just created more havoc and Baylor would have still ended up going home, who was his ally. But because Val was bluffing, and I don't know if he knew that Val was bluffing, uh, and I know this this is getting very, very confusing, already in episode sure. two of the new season it's i i don't know if this was if you're in his alliance and it's like dude how come every time we go to tribal council we make a plan and you do whatever you feel like
1: um i think they you're you make complete sense i think the most salient point that you just made was he didn't believe she had the idol right you know, I mean, we we both. I don't know if you ever played with an idol, but you know, you, no. you kind. Of, you, well, you you know who's got it or who doesn't have it pretty quickly. Or, you know, yes, people can be. She's saying, "I'm giving an Oscar caliber performance." She probably played a bridge too far by saying, uh, "I have two idols." Yes, you know. It was like, okay, well, that's bullshit on bullshit. She's got to go. Now, exactly what's in Josh's mind, I don't know, but something is going on up there. Do you, you, know think,
0: what I mean? do you think he knew that she was bluffing? Yeah.
1: Okay. I, I'm, assuming, I'm assuming he did. I, I, have, I, no I, really yeah, I have no idea. No. I'm assuming he did. Because, um, cause, you know, she wasn't carrying herself like somebody who had two idols, really.
0: Yeah. So, you know? So, is being an actor an important part of having the, or, or saying you have the hidden immunity idol? And have you ever bluffed that you had the hidden immunity idol? Mm,
1: not successfully. <laughs> yes, but you've tried. You know, yeah, yeah, you try if you have to. But, but uh, no, I'm not that good an actor. And I'm a pretty good actor. I actually am an actor. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so for her to be asking, mean, because you're saying something different, see, to me, you're saying she was already a goner. That, that, the, that the, let's call it the male-dominant alliance, right? you know, was, was going to move forward and was going to pick off the four women. Josh wants to work with Baylor, so he's going to protect her, maybe in this crazy half-assed way, but it seems to have worked right, for the first two votes, mm-hmm. and probably nobody now suspects that they're working together. They, they have to anticipate some kind of a shakeup. I don't know if they're going to place through to the merge, but, you know, he's going to be able to argue, let's get rid of Rocker, let's get rid of one of these dominant guys now, you know, um, to, to, to to the rest of his allies. Who is the other remaining woman? Jackie? Jacqueline. Jacqueline. Yeah, you know, and, and I mean, I've, I've said this, that, that 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 there is a race issue that gets played out in Survivor every time got played out on my last season where Dawson was the first to go from my tribe it's not necessarily literally racial but i don't think there's any coincidence that the that the two first vote outs from this tribe were the the outsiders were the cultural outsiders to the majority of the tribe members you know the people that they felt the least comfortable with even more so than the gay guy because he's a he's a christian gay guy.
0: Mhm. You, you know? know, well, you'd have to say it's a statistical anomaly to say the least at this point because you have only a few people on each season of if you know if there's 18 people, you know, you just have maybe four or five people who are non-white people right. and you know, it seems like time after time that out of these, you know, 3 4 5 people that you know you know, uh, a, a overwhelming number of those people tend to go out before the merge. So, yeah. you know, I'm I, I usually am quick to say that I don't necessarily think it's a it's a factor. But the numbers support that, you know, there's something going on
1: here. Yeah, I don't think it's overt racism. I really don't, you know, or certainly coming from, you know, my vote, because I consider myself about as liberal as they come. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it it's just comfort and culture. Who seems to fit in? Who can you sit and talk to um, most comfortably? It's somebody who has, who shares the, the majority of your one's kind of background or cultural touchstones or, or, or whatever it is. I don't know. I really don't. That's why I, I'm bringing it up again, because I find it fascinating, you know, that the girl or the the person of color with, with an accent You know, people have said, because I tweeted this last night, you know, and people are like, no, she, she, because she was on Big Brother. Amazing Race. I mean, Amazing Race. I don't even know. I never saw, I'd never seen her before. You know, (laughs) did she win the Amazing Race? No, no. Okay, so what had she done on the Amazing Race that brought her on? She was a bitch. The two of them are crazy. They're, well, they're
0: a little crazy, but that what Dale had pointed out was that they play they played the game. There's like these uh, little things where you could sort of make somebody go back and do another challenge on the Amazing Race and they call that a U-turn. And then if right. you get to the if if, if if when they have that in the game, it's like, "Okay, I'm going to I'm going to U-turn Penner and Stacy and then you have to go back and do the challenge. Uh, do the challenge again. It's not like a a a huge backstab move but that was one of the reasons and then they also were like making an alliance there but it was very tame by survivor of big brother standards of like treachery but dale had seen the show and said oh i know how they play and you know it's the first vote and you don't even need a good reason for that like oh they were on the amazing
1: race that's good enough for me it's not me how about here's a millionaire bigoted prick baseball player how about voting him out? No, because he's necessary. It's it's that it's that it's that she seemed a weak link and was an easy vote. Easier to vote for her, though she may be strong competitor, uh, have have tele television savvy that could help the tribe. I mean, that you know, I always found that very helpful. The fact that I had been on the show before and essentially understood how production worked could help the tribe out. Right, you know, whatever it was, they said no. We're going to vote for this young woman over this young woman, you know, Baylor or or, or Jacqueline, and and there's no reason for it um, except I don't know comfort. Just seemed like the right thing to do. Same with Val; she's a police officer, for hell's sake. You know, she, she, she she's not more valuable than it than than a cheerleader or a or a, a beauty contestant. You know. A solid married family woman who's a cop—you wouldn't want to have on your team. Well, in I mean, fairness, I, insane to me. I did I'm ask gonna...
0: her in her interview uh, if she told people that she was a police officer because of you—you you, you, you
1: interviewed Val.
0: Yes, I interview all of the contestants that got voted. off. I, I interviewed you when you got voted off
1: you did yes i was too i was i was you're upset, drunk, you're upset. I, I was upset you <laughs> right. interviewed me but but months later anyway yes yes, yes i months, remember now i'm sorry months later and so uh,
0: i interviewed val and i asked her did you tell people that you were a police officer because i had wondered this after tony last season it was a whole big thing with are you a, are you a cop or you know i'm a construction right. worker she said she told people she was a realtor not a police officer
1: well, then then that whole footage of John Rocker yelling chokehold was just, <laughs> yeah, was just he's weird crazy. nobody would he's, know what that was. You just, know? He just, just thought the realtor was using a chokehold. Yes, yes. All right, let's talk
0: about John Rocker because, of course, you have experience playing with uh, a professional baseball player. Um, I would love to see if somebody could pull together what are the lifetime career numbers, John Rocker versus Jeff Kent.
1: Oh, Jeff Kent blows him away. John Rocker's only famous
0: for being a dude. No, I mean, as far as the number of times that John Rocker pitched to Jeff Kent, I would love to know <laughs> what the statistics are. <laughs> like, they keep all these numbers of, like, did Jeff Kent go, like, you know, three for six against John Rocker? <laughs>
1: I have no idea. That's a hilarious statistic. Somebody, somebody is listening. Please send that in. I'd be curious too. And did the two of them? Did the earth, you know, threaten to swallow the two of them? I, think was, <laughs> I don't know as they I, were playing against each other.
0: Yeah, and I don't think that they were ever on the same team at, at the same time. But no. it would be. Uh, no, just... but
1: come on, come on. Now hold on, hold on. John Rocker. Yes. Um, Jeff Kent is a is a superstar ballplayer, you know, I mean, he and I have our own, you know, issues. I've, you know, he, he, he's a weird guy, but I had, I really enjoyed playing with him. I had no idea who he was and he and I got along fine. We probably could have done very, very well together had we been able to trust each other, you know, earlier, right? Yeah. John Rocker is out there. Yeah. He's a big burly guy who is in and of his own, you know, in his own right a fascinating character, but he's really only out there because he's a fascinating character who blew himself up and became infamous for being a complete bigot, you yeah. know, and, and 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 a and a loudmouth. I mean, something that I have some experience with, right, <laughs> I guess. But here's a guy who, in press, you know, basically was like to the right of Hitler in the newspaper, mm-hmm. you know. So, so he only played, as far as I know, a couple of seasons. He was never some, so you know, J- Jeff Kent is like an MVP ball player. Well,
0: John Rocker had a good run. I mean, he was a do- he was a dominant closer for for a couple of years. He had a, he had a couple of good years, but he did really flame out. And you know how much of that was because of steroids or or whatever. But he did have a couple of good years. Jeff Kent had a, you know, borderline Hall of Fame career. So I, I don't yeah, want to put them yeah. in the same in, yeah. in the same place. But you know, John Rocker did, for, believe me, as a as a long-suffering Mets fan, he did have a couple of good years uh, against the Mets. But that oh. that being said, you know, I am very interested to hear uh, your take even further on John Rocker, because the guy, while he is a super competitive Looks like he'd be great in the challenges. Um, did not do great in the challenges last night,
1: right? Yeah, he can't. He can win for losing. I mean, he's lost twelve challenges in a row or whatever the hell it is. I mean, he played in one to get that was awesome. He got beaten by a girl. What a dork! I mean, you know, I, I got beat by a girl. I mean, you know, the kids. He is like a four-year-old. He's a six-year-old. I guess he's six years old. You know, and and look people you know they said it a couple of times in the broadcast maybe he's changed people can change he hasn't changed you know he's still a arch conservative commentator you know he's out there as a as a as a hellraiser he's out there to you know to get blown up or to blow somebody up he's going to go they, they, if he doesn't go down in a blaze of ignominy the, the then cbs will have not will be disappointed. They've put him out as an absolute lightning rod. There was no question that he was going to be recognized, and there's no question that he's going to blow up and either torch himself or a couple of people around him. You know, now, whether that's good TV or not, I don't know. I, you know, I, I never understand why they put complete bastards out there just, just, just to... To screw with everybody else it 's horrible, you know, but I guess they feel they need to have a Russell Hantz or a John rocker kind of character to 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 light things up um. So I'm I'm looking forward to that, I guess. I'm looking forward to him absolutely melting down on camera. Yeah, exactly. it'll be
0: fun. It'll be fun. You know, the difference between a Russell Hance, though, and a, and a John Rocker, and I know you're not a, a big Russell Hance guy, but at least Russell, there was a method to his madness. And that was actually the the name of the episode uh, last night, Method to the Madness, talking about Josh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what, well, what about, he did. Well, how about casting
1: a guy with some method to his mad- madness? You know, I mean, listen, maybe John Rocker, He's a competitive guy. You know, Jeff Kent is a super smart guy. You know say what you will about him, and he made a mistake and he and he you know decided I got to get rid of this returning player first. I don't want to be the idiot who let the returning player stay in there for so long. He came in with an idea of what his first agenda was going to be, and it was it was a mistake you know okay he he'd probably admit that, but but this guy's a Berkeley graduate. you know what I mean? Yeah. Jeff Kent is a really, really smart guy. John rocker does not uh, strike me as being you know able to rub two sticks together with with his thoughts you no, know no
0: he's he's very dumb he's not a he's not a smart guy at all um and i'm interested to know what your take is on uh john rocker's significant other julie who i feel like i i have been somewhat impre- impressed impressed with impressed with uh, the fact that she's, she's john rocker john.
1: Y- yeah i mean she's dating john rocker she she Julie is not my type. Well, what can I say? I'm not going to insult the woman. She she comes across as um, having priorities uh, that are very very different from my own. Mm-hmm. You know, she was she she was competitive. Obviously, she's athletic, and um, you know, she seems smarter than he does. Maybe only because she hasn't opened her mouth as much. You know, I have no idea. She's a business owner or something. You know, yes. it's hard to tell exactly. Panning she's a tanning business owner. Yes. Okay. You know, I don't know what that means and I don't know I don't know how significant they really are to each other, yeah. right? Significant other could mean like babe, I need a I need a girlfriend and they'll put us both on Survivor. What do you say? You know, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's very different than a married couple than you guys would be or Stacey and I, something like yeah. that. Or, or this wonderful gay couple seem wonderful to me. You know, they, they, they seem to really have a, a loving relationship. John Rocker and Julie seem to be almost strangers. Um, but
0: isn't that almost kind of fun in a season like this where you have some people who the bond might not be that strong and you could have people who aren't necessarily do, you know, working in complete tandem. Like, okay, let's say you have a married couple like, like Jeremy and Val you know at the end of the day they know that okay this is for our family the money and if it comes down to it you know uh, one person could have to make a sacrifice for the other one to move forward in the game but if you have people like maybe and again we don't know anything about their relationship like uh, Rocker and and Julie where maybe there's not 100% trust in the relationship I find that to be fascinating also that maybe something could could happen where somebody says hey look like I know this is worse for him but it's better for me and you know I don't have a ring on so maybe she does something that is not in line with what he wants her to do
1: yeah well certainly he's a sexist weirdo I don't I don't get him he 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 has all the ists Uh, every ist. he's that yeah he certainly is so you know I yeah, I guess. Yeah, that would be interesting to watch. You're, of course, of course, it is. This blood versus water idea is is fascinating. And this, you know, the 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 initial challenge where she beat him yesterday was awesome. You know, be careful what you wish for. You win your rock paper scissors, and then you got to compete against your loved one, and you may lose. You know. Um, um, I, I love all that. I think that twist is, is, is a really, really good one. Exile Island. I've never been crazy about, but you know, it's a way to get out there and pick an urn and you get a clue and okay. Yeah. Maybe. So you sit out there and you bond, you talk. I guess you do. I mean, that's, I, I I was never on Exile Island with anybody. I talked to the crabs.
0: (laughs) Do you like it better with another person?
1: Would I like it better? Well, it would be more interesting. You'd play a game. You'd make a checkerboard or something, or you'd talk into the night. You know, um, you'd find a place to to sleep, and yeah, th- that should help you create a long term uh, ally in the game. You- you'd think.
0: Right? I got to be honest. I think if I ever had to go to Exile Island, and they were like, "All right, other team, pick somebody to go to Exile Island with Rob," say, "Okay, we're going to go
1: with Penner." I'd be like, "All right, that's pretty good." I'd be kind of pumped up. Well, we would have fun you <laughs> yeah. know? and we would talk strategy and we talk history and we just talk family and we talk about a lot of stuff and you would, we would w- with each other find somebody that it's like, dude, if we get to the merge, let's, let's go. You know, yeah. we have to go, we have to go back to our camp saying the guy's a prick and that we had no fun at all. And he's, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so that they don't think, yeah, you know, we got to get rid of them because if they ever get together, they'll well, they, they would, they would worry about that with you and I anyway, unless we're in a, you know, complete returnees season. Mm-hmm. You know, they would they would hate to see the two of us get together.
0: Well, you could tell everybody that you're mad at me because I was doing Im-
1: impressions and it pissed you off. Yeah, which it wouldn't. <laughs> Somebody, last last night, I'm like, I hope he doesn't do that do- dopey impression of me. And they're like, it's in good fun, and you know, it's actually really pretty good. But please, it, 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 none it, of them are it, good. It, it, you know, No, 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 I mean, it's all in good fun. I'm teasing you in good fun, and you do me in good fun. It's all fantastic. I
0: I do want to hear your Don Ho impression.
1: Tiny bubble. (laughs) Okay, that's pretty good. (laughs) <laughs> in the line I'll stop them. Don uh, Ho w- were you alive when Don Ho was doing Don Ho stuff I uh, don't you know
0: no, but uh, there was a season of, of a show that, that you probably uh, did not ever uh, watch The Mole and they locked people in a room and they made them listen to that song uh, for like a hundred hours
1: Holy crap! <laughs> that is torture. It's
0: one of the challenges uh, on, Ho, on that show. Yeah, I don't want to talk about Don. Yeah, Ho. No, Don no, Ho
1: was was my was my guy.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah. Well, uh, that'll be another time. We'll talk about uh, Don, Don Ho. Um, Please don't make me do that. Let's go. But let's just go back to Rocker and, and Julie a little bit. You know. I I feel like this was another interesting insight into their relationship when, you know, Rocker, you know, Jeff, he really like hits this hard with everybody on the blood versus water. I think he loves it because he gets to really like after every challenge, you know, he doesn't get to say to people like, uh, Penner, you just you just won a challenge uh, against Dawson. What does that feel like? You know right. he, he doesn't, but but he gets to ev- every single thing that happens. He's like, so John lost to his girlfriend Julie. John, what does that feel like? And he's like, Jeff. Forget about take the friend take the friend out of it. I lost to a girl, and she's just like, "Oh John, you know wouldn't you like to see her
1: like say uh like uh, Shut up, you think cub yeah, yeah, I'd like to see that. You just lost to a girl every night and every night." Jeff, he he loses to me. You know, yeah, she had something going on, but she's playing it very close to the vest. We still have no idea what her real personality is. I mean, she has lips and boobs. It seems to be her personality to me. That's, that's, you know, those are all I see. And that's what she is showing the world, is putting that out there. You know, and okay, so that gives me a sense of her, who she is beyond that. I have no idea. I really don't. She
0: had to um, make a decision last night. Who do I send to Exile Island with John Rocker? And she sent Jeremy from from her tribe. Did you like that decision?
1: I, I didn't understand it. I, I don't know what that was about. She was going to vote off Val. So you send off Jeremy to try to further ice. You know, why?
0: well, I don't think she knows anything about what the relation, what the dynamic is over at the other camp. So I don't think she necessarily knows that Val is on. Was a, is on the chopping block but Val did go to exile last time so is it that she, does she know that Jeremy is the power player so far in in her group is it that well you know he, uh, his wife went to exile last time so I should send him this yeah, time just to keep probably, it going yeah, is, it, yeah, is it a she, Candace yeah, because, thing like you just keep sending Candace to exile island so you keep sending either
1: Jeremy or Val every time um, we'll see, but I think because she knew that her next vote was going to be for Val. Um, and so she didn't care if she offended Val by picking her husband, you know, um, uh, that, that's why she did it. And or to send the strongest guy to get him a little weaker. Yeah. You know, I have no idea. They haven't implied there's food, there's fire, there's flint, anything on exile. When I had exile, they gave me a pot, um, a machete and a flint. You know, and so I was able to make a fire. I went out and they didn't like it, but I just kept going until I found a spot where I could get some seafood and I made myself a soup. You know, they had coconuts and I I cooked um, and, and ate very, very well. It had a fantastic fire all to myself and, you know, exile sucked, but it was after the first night when I figured it out, exile was like a little vacation, you know,
0: for me. Let's talk, get into the immunity challenge a little bit because they had this thing that was like a, a duel where you sort of have like, you know, this big pillow fight. Did you ever have to do any of uh, this challenge in any of your seasons? No. I mean, I've had
1: some wrestling. I had that giant ball challenge, which sucked. That's the one that we yes. negotiated down to nothing, right? That was hilarious. Yes. Um, I had a. I also had like a knock the. You know, carry a, a a Buddha on a pedestal in one hand and knock the Buddha sure, off the pedestal yeah. of the other guy. Kind of challenge, but nothing as 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 just overtly violent as this. Pull people off a pole challenge, things like that. But nothing just one on one with a with a bat <laughs> trying to knock somebody in the water. Yeah. Um, what about it? It's horrible. You know, it looked like the guy broke his nose. He would certainly he smashed right into the guy's face.
0: Yeah, um, rocker. That was rocker. And I tried to yeah. make out what he said. You know, Jeff said to him after the challenge, his nose was bleeding, and they just they ble- bleeped out what he said. I think I believe what rocker said was "eff it." I believe that's that's what he said. Uh, yeah, you know, <laughs>
1: um, um, it's those early challenges they always have one or two like that a really tough challenge we had kind of a football in the water challenge yeah you know that was really long and hard and you know obviously they don't want to break anything you know they don't want to knock people's teeth out of their heads but they do want to soften the contestants up and beat them up a little bit and and, you know, they always do something like that. I, I, luckily I'm knocking on my own head, knocking on wood. I, I haven't had to do that. And because I, you know, I, I hurt real easy yeah. and, it, you know, I'd probably twist something or break something. And, and that would have been that for me.
0: Well, challenges like these are in my you know top three reasons why I don't want to go and do survivor again because mm. I know that there's a challenge like this people are lining up to try to take me on uh, If there's <laughs> any sort of wrestling football I'm the guy you know oh let me go and like lay Rob out real quick uh, because why? I know because because you're
1: because so, gonna... you're, you're athletic or you're no not, you're not, not or... athletic
0: not athletic that I'm an easy target where it's like okay well I know he's not gonna hurt me let me just run run over and knock him over real quick.
1: But but yeah, but you know what? You're fleet footed. And, and and if you get the opportunity, you, well, you could be, if you got the opportunity to go back, that's one of the things me too, that you would train for, you know, and you'd figure out what I dropped him. Drop to my belly and try to trip them. What I, you know, and yeah, you're probably going to lose. And you hope if you're going to lose, you lose fast. <laughs> I don't know how you always handled some of these <laughs> challenges, but if there was a challenge, I knew I wasn't going to win. Especially an individual challenge like that. Essentially, not that I would give up, but you know, I'm not going to ha- let myself get killed for for a loss that that that's a fate to complete. You yeah. know. If if I have to hang on to a pole for two hours, I ain't going to do it. I'll hang on for three minutes, wait for somebody else to drop off first so I'm not completely ashamed, and then I'll drop off and, okay, I gave it my best shot. You know, because that's, that's one chance that I ain't going to win. Give me a puzzle. Give me some knots or... You know, I don't know, give me trivia, whatever. You know, that's that stuff that, I, that I'll that i hang in there and try to win.
0: Yeah, I think the move is to sort of wait for a snack if they come out and they say, uh, okay, we've got, <laughs> you know, uh, we've got uh, pigs in blankets. I mean, who wants to jump off now? I think right, that's exactly. what you, you want to just wait it out and see if there's going to be any sort of, like, temptation yeah. Uh, yeah. or anything. Uh, we've got, you know... Uh, you gotta got play, yeah. got play to your strengths, pal. You
1: gotta play to your strengths.
0: That's right. So go. Just going back to this, what I wanted to ask you about in particular was this battle between Missy and Baylor. And now I know your kids aren't quite of age for Survivor yet, but Yeah, just... my son
1: is. Oh, what a good word. He's eighteen, and he would absolutely win Survivor. He is so much smarter, more competitive, and much more socially aware than I am. Blood versus water. Dude, I would be there in a second, just to, just to play with him, just to give him the chance to do it.
0: Okay, so let's put you guys out in this situation, okay? So yeah. now you guys yeah. are, you guys are out there, and much like Missy and Baylor, we didn't see, uh, any father and, and father and son out there. The two, uh, we had, uh, Keith battled against Wes, but it, I think it would have been, uh, you know, interesting to see how that would have gone, because we got to see what a mother versus daughter was like, but before it it started, there was a little bit of a build-up of, like, Jeff was like, okay, what's this like? What's this like uh, going into it? And I noticed it was it was like interesting foreshadowing that Baylor said I just don't want you to break my nose and then like immediately after it starts right. they had a, oh. they had they had a thing and the game like stopped which was I thought was was also fascinating that they just like completely stopped in the middle of the challenge and you couldn't imagine this happening under any other circumstance and so just as as a parent I would love to just get your take on that
1: Well, certainly, if I hurt my kid, I would stop, check in with him or her. Are you okay? Do you want to keep going? You know, if you don't, I understand, I, you know, I'm sorry. Whatever you say, that's what you would say to somebody, right? Um, wh- wh- whether I would say that to John Rocker, if I, you know, bloodied his lip and saw it, you know, I might say, okay, I'm, I'm stepping back, buddy. I want to make sure you're okay. You know, knock me in the water if you have to, but, you know, are you okay? I, I, I'd, I'd like to think I would do that. Cooper and me competing in that particular challenge would be no competition at all. I outweigh him. I'm literally twice as big as he is. You know, I'm two ten, and he is. Maybe he's one forty five, soaking wet. You know, I mean, he doesn't have an ounce of fat on him, and I have one hundred forty pounds of fat on me at this point. But oh my god! He, he would no, no, I wouldn't. But but I mean, he would literally run at me, and I would catch him, pick him up over my head, and throw him in the water. You know, I mean, I, you know. So so Missy and and Baylor are much more closely matched than Cooper and I would be. So I
0: I went back and I watched this uh, specifically looking at this. Missy definitely took a dive. There is there is no way that Missy just lost that quickly. I, I think that Missy just like basically made it look like she was trying and then she just like fell backwards and push uh knocked her into the water. Was that your read on what happened then that mom felt bad and she just gave up?
1: Yeah, I mean, she didn't want to hurt her kid anymore. Her, You know, she's like, I'm not going to do this this way. And I'm not going to get into a cat fight. It's not worth it. Give my kid one victory, and they won anyway. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, whether you know how it would have worked out for her had she taken a dive, and and her tribe lost the challenge, uh, and she would have gone home. You know, she may feel very secure in her place in that alliance. So
0: one of the other things that happened last night was this thing with the trading the Flint this negotiation and you mentioned a negotiation with Jeff Probst during that challenge where you guys got into the stalemate with the giant ball in Survivor Philippines Uh, what did you think of the wheeling and dealing with Jeff Probst of trying to trade their beans uh, for the Flint
1: rookie mistakes on their part
0: yes How, how would you have done it would you have done it as Jeff Probst described it ought to be done
1: um Okay, so right here's the Survivor Trade secrets. Now, I don't know what I would have done the first time I played if I had lost the flint. I really don't. If they played it smart, I think they played it stupid. They 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 really did. You got to go in but Jeff knew what was going on, right, because because the producers had said to him, they lost their flint, they're going to come in, they're going to try to negotiate something. You know, he, he had figured out exactly what the different possibilities were, and he waited for them to open their mouths, and they'd already decided. Or then he said, okay, let's cut cameras and let me figure this out. And he came back and, and, and let them have it, right? He let them have it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Whereas in reality, if you lose your flint out there, because one tribe can't have such a big advantage over the other tribe miraculously the flint shows up Mm -hmm. they would have gone. they would have gone back from that challenge if they hadn't opened up their mouths and there would have been a flint sitting there washed up from the from the sea gods you know (laughs) well i mean that's hey, oh my god look at this we found a flint yeah we found our flint yeah yeah we found it over there somebody had left it. or isn't that surprising how that happens and, you know, and it never would have been on camera and nothing ever would have happened with it. Okay. So that didn't happen. Yeah. It got edited the way it did. They, they made their move and, uh, probes, you know, made good TV out of it. I don't blame him. Would I have played it differently? You'd like to think that when you're dealing with those guys, honesty is the best policy. I'm saying those guys being the producers, just be upfront. And they're going to say, bring it up with Jeff. We don't exist. You know, they, they said to the producers, what do we do? We lost the Flint. We can't make a fire. Don't talk to me about it. I don't exist. Maybe tomorrow at Tribal, you could talk to Jeff about it. Oh, shit, good idea. What are we going to do? Maybe we can negotiate. Well, let's see if we win. Bah, bah, bah. And they made a mistake. You yes. know, now now, when they went back to camp, was there some discussion about how they could have played it differently? Um, uh, some folks are going to be, oh, we're in trouble with Jeff now, which of course isn't the, isn't the case. And the people who first presented the whatever plan it was for how they should handle it with Jeff. You know, they may be feeling a little heat in the tribe because they they mishandled it. You know, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think they totally went about it the wrong way. And again, this was something else I wanted to check out when I rewatched the episode. They were very sheepish about it also. I think it was Reed who was the person who was sort of like the foreman of it. And he's like, uh, um, Jeff, we wanted to see if we could possibly uh, trade this the, uh, this bag of beans for a flint and, and keep the fishing gear. But we want to trade, like... Uh, it was really like, you know, I, I sort of like think about these things like uh like what would like Boston Rob do uh if he was in the situation. I don't think that's how he would have handled it.
1: No, he wouldn't have. But they were I mean let's face it. They were hoping that um there would be a flint in the in the in the prize. Yeah. You know, or something, right? They were hoping it was going to work out differently. And I'm saying that it would have worked out differently if they hadn't said anything, you, do you know. Do you think I, I, I no, I believe that. I mean, that's not for the TV audience, but that's how it, I, I believe it would have really gone down because I've seen that happen, you okay. know. And if I'm going to get in trouble for saying that, well, that's just the truth, you know. Okay. Right? Shit gets lost and then shit shows up again. Weird. The, the sea gods provide. Yeah. It, At, the yeah. island is a mysterious place. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, okay. So, 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 um, how would Boston Rob have handled it? It's a great question. Um, Boston Rob would have asked the other tribe if they had a flint um, gone in straight away and said we need a flint what can we negotiate how could we how can we get a flint what do you need from us you know they may have been worried I'm just spitballing here they may have been worried that it would have been they would have been asked to forfeit in hmm. exchange for a flint do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just don't know how it would have played out and they didn't either. So, so did it work out the best for them? No, but yeah. that's why you just don't lose your flints, man. Don't fuck that up. That's yeah. A bad mistake,
0: it's know? not, it's not good. Um, one of the things that I'm really fascinated about heading into next week is this idea where Jeremy made this deal with John Rocker, the, you know, I'll take care of your girlfriend. You take care of my wife. And so they have like this mutual agreement that they, that they talked about. And then John Rocker tries to live up to it. Um, I'm, you know, I'm not sure exactly, you know what, I guess maybe he felt like there was nothing he could do to get the vote off of uh, Val but he said okay this is great you play your idol and then this this will be good and then you'll end up staying and so it'll end up keeping my girlfriend safe but John Rocker ends up after it's he's very very funny in the episode when Val doesn't play the idol that she doesn't have he's like in just like disbelief like oh my god this idiot I can't believe she didn't play her idol and then when he changed his vote on the tie break he's like uh, basically you know Yeah, you didn't play your idol. Now it's going to now it's going to look like, you know, I didn't keep my word to Jeremy. And so what do you think the fallout will be? Do you think that Julie is super vulnerable next week because Jeremy is going to look over there and say, hey, John Rocker,
1: where's my wife? Now payback's a bitch. Probably, you know, probably. I mean, you know, he he said, well, maybe, but John Rocker really has to be able to say if they ever talk to each other. And, you know, there, I'm only one vote. I tried to sway the vote away from her and point the finger at whoever the hell else was. You know, I'm not in charge here. It's so-and-so who's in charge here. I did everything I could. And as you'll find out when you go to tribal, you know, I couldn't be the one person that went against everybody else. But when can she you say that?
0: that way- he's going to, like, blurt that out at the challenge when he goes to it? Yeah, and and doesn't that make him look really bad?
1: Uh, yeah, he's got a problem. That's why this blood versus water twist is great. Yeah, shit like this comes down. Do you right. know what I mean? So what do you do? What seems to be the best thing that could have happened or an OK thing? I'll I'll work with you. You and I, I'll take care of her and so and so. And then she screws up. And then all of a sudden you're in the in the ass seat. I mean, he none of this would have happened if he hadn't volunteered to do the rock, paper and scissor. Yeah. You yeah. know, and that's why you just sit down and shut up. <laughs> Yeah. Shut up, man! Let somebody else do it. Why, why do you got to play? You know, because you think you're a hero or you're going to win or whatever, and then you lose and you lose and you lose. And you know, John Rocker is not going to win this season of Survivor. Isn't that clear? Julie's not going to win this season of Survivor. Oh man! You know, you know that because she's out there in her diamond diamond earrings, and because they know who he is. You know, he's out there as an early season fire starter, essentially, and you know he he's a complete distraction from 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 the real game that's going to come down. Happen down the line. He may last for a while, you know, but uh, I, I could see him getting blown up really soon. I really could.
0: I want to get to some questions from the listeners of Rob Has a Podcast. But just real quick, out of the people we haven't talked about, any anybody who's a favorite of yours that we haven't mentioned?
1: Well, I, I think this gay couple is great. Josh I'm Just a New York theater guy myself, so you know, I, I like where they're coming from. I like their relationship. Uh, I'm fascinated by their. Um, the religious beliefs that seem to you know be there,, uh, but they seem very savvy players um and and fun, nice guys. you know and and obviously they're a smart guy, an interesting guy. We'll see what happens with him. We, we may find the, the 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 other two firefighters, the father and son team. The father seems to have something going on under the hood. They didn't just cast him because he looks like a yokel. Do you know what I mean? They always need a guy like a chicken kind of guy, and he seems to be re- playing that part, maybe, but he seems smarter than that to me. Um, maybe these are just the guys that I identify with because they're 50-year-old guys, you know. <laughs> um, the The, the uh, What's her name? Uh, the, the, the daughter, the cheerleader um, that we were just ba- talking Baylor. about. Baylor. Baylor, actually, I think, has some game to her. She's obviously playing uh smart, she seems to be like a deer in the headlights a little bit, but I could see her actually um um going far in the game. Um, yeah, I don't know what who do you like?
0: Yeah, I like I like Reed uh from from Josh and Reed. I think uh Josh has been okay also. Uh I think that I, I agree with you. Uh Keith is Keith is pretty fun. Dale is another guy that um he seems like he's uh pr- he's been pretty good so far. Um yeah. you know, I like I like the 20s also. Um that I hope that Natalie is able to uh still stick around for a bit. And you
1: like her from from Amazing Race? I like them before? from Amazing Race. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, they're and, and they're uh, they're pretty fun, and uh, also John from John and Jacqueline. Uh, I like I like them too. He had a funny moment when he's with the other guy, Drew from uh, from Drew and Alec, uh, yeah. and there's the battle between Josh and Reed and. Uh, they're, they're watching it and then, um, they're like, uh, it's, it's Josh versus Reed and the guy who's the, 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 the big model, uh, Drew, he's like, uh, come on Josh. And John's like, uh, Reed's the one that's on our team.
1: (laughs) 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 Well, that, I mean, that, that's funny, but that says more about the, 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 the model, you know, who's, I mean the the two of them seem just ridiculously dopey yeah and I can't imagine them you know not having their asses handed to them a little bit further on down the line Um, uh, yeah so that's I don't know that's 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 who I'm liking these days
0: okay let's get into some of the questions from the listeners of course uh, these come to us on our Facebook group at Facebook.com slash Rob has a podcast. Uh, we do this every, every week, so be on the lookout for this. Uh, Randy Rice says, Penner, do you think that John Rocker volunteered for the hero duel, figuring out it was a win-win? He either wins reward for his tribe or potentially gets the idol clue on Exile Island, or is he just barreling through the game and fell in, had the idol fall into his lap by a dumb stroke of luck?
1: Well, I'm not sure it was a dumb stroke of luck. I mean, he got the clue. It seemed to work out for him, which is great for him. Uh, I think he just wanted to compete. I, I think he wanted to, like, I'm going to win this thing for my tribe. And, uh, you know, it doesn't matter if I win the rock, paper, scissor. I'm going to win, and then we're going to go to town, you know. Um, he just wants to get in there and play. That's that's one of the fun and dangerous parts about the early game of Survivor. People are so anxious to play that they, that they make stupid moves, you know, just so that they don't not play.
0: Yeah. How about this one? Uh, Scott Chupac says, What trade do you wish you would have made with Jeff Probst on your season? Is there anything that you wish now that you would have traded, now that you know the official Jeff Probst barter bylaws? shit.
1: <laughs> no. Uh, would I have traded something? No, we manipulated all that stuff. You know, we, we, we had that giant ball thing and, and, and were able to come out ahead on that. Um, I don't know how much bartering there really is allowed to what be. What was the deal in, you made on that, on, the, on that giant ball? We w- gave them the rest of our rice. Yeah. We, they, we won, right? We took the win. We gave them the rest of our rice, which was, you know, moldy and, tiny anyway we took the huge meal yeah. got our family letters and then i think in a day or so maybe two days um we we merged yeah you know it was the pre-merged thing so so i remember carter was like i don't know man i, I can't you know carter is like 26 <laughs> 22 at the time had to eat Yeah, that's that's part of the problem for these big guys like a John Rocker. He's a little older, so maybe it's not as bad for him. But these Adam was crazy because he was used to a 5000 calorie a day diet, you know, especially when they're training to go out there and look as buff as they can. Right. And then they get out there and there's like a coconut and some dirt to eat. And, you know, I mean, Carter was really upset and we just convinced him. And I said, I won't let you starve. I promise you we got the merge coming. And, you know, let's stuff our faces that'll last us the day, and I'll make you some soup or something tonight. I promise you. <laughs> start. He, and he went along with it, you know, and he did. Um, anyway, that was the deal that we made.
0: Okay. Uh, Ryan Anthony wants to know, is Penner's life as good as Jeff Probst? Now, this was that line that Jeff said uh, during the thing. He was like, He was like, hey, you know what? Because they said, no, 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 we don't want to make the deal. He's like, okay, well, how about this? That the next time, the next time it rains, then, um, you know, I don't need your beans. Uh, my life, my life is great. <laughs> the next time you need those beans, uh, it's going to be an even bigger price. Uh, I thought that was so funny when Jeff said that.
1: Well, Jeff, I mean, look, Jeff is smart as hell. He's great. He, you know, he, he makes it look easy. It ain't easy. Um, but is my life as good as Jeff Probst? Yeah, I'm knocking on wood because I'm a superstitious guy. But I have a, I have a wonderful life. I have a wonderful wife. He does now too. I have two beautiful kids. I make a living doing what I love to do. And hell, at twelve o'clock on a on a Thursday, I can talk about Survivor on the phone. Yeah, I mean that. You know, that's a pretty pretty nice life. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, and I'm taller than Jeff. <laughs> All right.
0: So uh, here's one from Neil Tracy who wants to say, are the John and John making you proud? Would you form an alliance with either of them in the upcoming survivor Rob's versus John's now is, is rocker going to be an early boot on the John's tribe?
1: Oh, hell yeah. But I mean, you know, rocker look, rocker has the one advantage of being a dick and people want to bring a dick along with them. If they can, you know, everyone wants a goat. You know, the guy cannot win. He cannot win. So, so would you, you know, my problem has always been that I can't tolerate people like that around me and would get rid of him, even though it probably would behoove me in the game to keep him around. You know, uh, crazy people, mean people just drive me nuts. And, you know, I, I would probably get rid of him as early as possible.
0: Let me ask a question, uh, from Angie. Uh, Angie Kant says, does Penner think that you should always align with the person who has the idol, even if it's a fake one? Uh, does he think that, uh, <laughs> that Jeremy pl- played that right, even though Rocker was clearly going to bungle it up? Um, so first, let's, if somebody has an idol, it better, better to have them in your alliance? Yeah. Okay.
1: I mean if it's you know if it's not you, look, I've always believed that it's probably boring at this point, but I think you know the idol serves a lot of different purposes, one of which is to assure your tribe mates that 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 they are your allies that they are in with you in the power seat, you know that if it came down to it, you could protect them, you can march forward with them, people are afraid of the idol, they're afraid of it bouncing off of you and onto them, and so they want to be tightly aligned with you you know it doesn't do you any good if they don't know about it right so you know you have to let the people that you want to earn their trust you know know that you've got the idol now if 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 you've made a mistake and they don't really trust you, well, then they're going to tell everyone else we got to We got to flush out the idol. But, you know, so 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 your alliance, your alliance cannot just be built on having the idol or not. It's got to be built on something deeper than that. And if it is, then you use the idol together. I think
0: I think it make, I think it makes a lot of sense. Uh, what about the Jeremy part of the question? Did you like what he did at uh, Exile Island with John Rocker?
1: What well, what did he do? He said, "I'll take care of yours if you take care of mine." Yes, and shared the idol clue with him. Yeah, I think that was smart. Yeah, sure it was. You know, I, um, would I have done the same thing? I don't know. Val didn't, and she got voted off. You know, did 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 that did that come? I mean, where where was the idol? She couldn't find it. She she wasn't able to just go rooting around in the dirt like he did. You know, that that was a little confusing to me because Dale has found something right a little yeah. but it doesn't say this is the idol so he just found a little ornament or something yeah, I
0: think that there was um, something that sort of pointed you in the right direction. I saw the, I saw somebody like took like a screenshot online, and, and I think that maybe it was sort of like um, like a compass that you could point, like make like a line from one of the icons on the side of it to point in the right direction. But hmm. Rocker was able; he got the second clue, uh, and there was more information in the second clue, so it was enough to uh, tell him where the
1: idol was. Yeah, traditionally that's enough. The first clue is. Enough. I got the first clue on Exile Island, and it wasn't quite enough. you got the second clue, which includes the first clue, and that and that was enough for him as well. You know, I mean, if you've got anything on the ball, you should because they want the idols. They want the idols in play. They want them found. You know. Yeah. I think I found mine in the in the day six or something of of the Philippines. I don't remember exactly. Yeah, Dawson was still around, so it must have been relatively early in the in the going.
0: Yeah. Uh, Corey Battelle says, I'd like to hear... Corey? Pen- Corey I, Battelle? I, yes. I don't know that. Okay. I'd like to hear Penner's thoughts on the Karamoan ca- uh, cast. Uh, in particular, uh, I, I believe this should be uh, Kagiyan, not Karamoan. Uh, in particular, Cass and Tony, uh, where does Penner think Tony sits on the list of greatest winners? Uh, so... We you, unfortunately, uh, despite your five times on doing a, a recap on RHAP, we did not get you last season. So Penner, uh, hey, what? what Penn? had, uh, this, there's so many. There's so many survivors.
1: Only yeah, so yeah. many weeks. Okay. Uh, so what Penner, was my take on him? He played an amazing game. I mean, he was an abrasive guy but you you know you couldn't deny that he and he was not so abrasive unlike a Russell who who played a brilliant game but was so hateful or hateable that that they 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 couldn't give him the the win you know um wouldn't give him the win whereas Tony was able to do it in such a way that he became undeniable and 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 earned it which my hat was off to him i think he played an incredible game what about what about Cass yeah she played a great game too very hard it's a, you know guys it's freaking hard survive you know Rob and I are relatively smart funny you know uh, people who are intelligent. we want we we, we we love people we like to talk and have fun we we compete as hard as we can, and you know we didn't win it's hard as hell to win to put all put it all together and Cass also played a Great game, I thought. Whether she could have won in the end, no. She she, she wasn't as as undeniable as he was. Simple as that.
0: This is a question from Zach Brooks, uh, and he wants to know, what is the dumbest lie in Survivor history? Now, the, you know, people love hyperbole uh, on the Internet. It's, you know, everybody loves the, you know, headline, uh, you know, clickbait of all sorts of things to, uh, you know, what is, the, what is the most sensational we can make this. I don't think that what Val did was the dumbest lie in Survivor history. First, can, you, can we agree on that? Yeah, I don't think it was. Now, what was the the dumbest lie that you ever experienced on Survivor?
1: The dumbest lie. The dumbest. If you have anything. I got nothing for you. Most people didn't didn't I mean, if they lied to me, they told me they liked me or they wanted to work with me. Um, you know, which was not a dumb lie. Um Yeah, I got I'm sorry. I got nothing for you.
0: Yeah. I don't know what the dumbest lie on Survivor History is. I don't think it was what Val did. This might be one that, in the comments, tell us what you think the dumbest lie
1: is. For, yeah, for guys, please. That are listening. Because, because, you know, and we started off the conversation today where you said she was going home anyway. You yes. Know, she, 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 you know, she she was doing what little she could. She scrambled. She, I think she lied too much by saying she had two, but, but she was... Pulling out any stop that she had to try to to try to get herself to stay in the game, I think. Right?
0: That's what I think. I I don't think it could be uh, that dumb of a lie if you were going home anyway, and yeah. then you know you said something that made ensured that you were going home. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think that that's uh, that's too bad. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, let's go. To, uh, how about uh, Jeffrey Bamberger says, uh, do you think that Tyler Perry will be involved in this season in some way? Were you a fan of the Tyler Perry Idol?
1: What was, I don't remember. Last
0: what, what, season, that was the special idol that Tony had. And then they found Tyler Perry uh, at the reunion and they said that he texted Jeff Probst about this and they used his idea. It was Tyler Perry's immunity idol. I, and, and I don't think it was very good, was it? <laughs> it was the same exact thing that Yule had. And I, I don't know if Tyler Perry didn't see your season or what, but he invented the idol that Yule had.
1: <laughs> that was like, his uh, twist. Al Gore invented the uh, the internet. <laughs> yes, um, uh, I I didn't love it. You know, I didn't love it when Yule had it. I, I don't know. It seemed okay, but. Yeah, if you can get Tyler Perry on your final, you know, uh, finale, I guess that's good. We had Mayim Ballack in one of ours. Yeah. She's a big fan too. I like her. <laughs> yeah, okay, the, where's the Mayim Ballack, uh, idol?
0: <laughs> I don't she's, She has to come up with one she, when she's not the uh, Blossom I'm, idol. The come Blossom. On, that'd be cool. Yeah, Blossom. Yes, she was. Uh, she was at the uh, Survivor One World finale too. She talked about how uh, she was a fan of Colton, and then uh, and she's not a fan of Ariana Grande because she doesn't like her billboards.
1: Okay, I don't know what it means, but okay,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, let's let's go ahead and let's uh, let's take another question uh, from Nathaniel Kuntz, who says, uh, "Penner, who do you think has the best story so far, and who's the best storyteller? Uh, is there any person through two episodes that you feel like is on their way to the best story? Who is the good guy?"
1: I, I guess the. the the gay couple, you know, and Dale, there's going to be something that's going to come out about I Dale. Dale. I think Dale, I has the best story. You know, I mean, and it's, it's funny because you need to, uh, and it's not just because I'm an older guy, at least by survivor standards, you know, to have a really good story, some stuff has to have happened to you, or you have to have done some stuff. That's one of the reasons why they don't love the young, young, young people, unless they're out there as just eye candy or idiots. You know, because they've got nothing really to say. Ooh, <laughs> I like to go in the water, and uh, oh, is my bikini falling off? You know, none of these girls have sports bras; they put them all in the in the itsy bitsies uh, because it's it's good it's good TV. But those people don't particularly have good stories. I guess there was a deaf girl; she had an interesting story. There was a one legged girl; I guess that's an interesting story. And I don't mean to be facetious. I'm saying, you know, one of the reasons why they need older folks is because they bring some life experience and that makes them somewhat more engaging, you know?
0: Okay. Well, maybe that, that could you have somebody who knows nothing and gets out there and then they learn something on survivor. Could that be, could that be interesting? Yeah, but that's,
1: what's the story there? I mean, that's this, that's, that's, I'm learning. Yeah, I guess so. You know, you're going to have Baylor is going to say, I'm learning. I don't need my mom. Anymore. And though she's my inspiration, I can cut her neck. And, and her mom is going to say, I'm learning my little girl is, is, is all grown up and she doesn't need me anymore. Okay, that's a story. I'm learning that my son, I guess there's some implication that somebody quits or something. There was a preview. I'm learning my son is not the hero I thought he was. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, you know what I mean? Okay, yeah, I, that's interesting. That's interesting. But the reason that the Lisa Welchel thing to me, was interesting. was not so much what she was coming to on Survivor. It's what she was coming to in her life. Survivor was just a a metaphor for the place that she was at. She needed to make a change. Was making a change. You know, it was not the fact that she was on Survivor that was the interesting part of the story. It was everything that had come before and the wide open landscape that was before her. And she could that, that she could choose any path that she wanted. And what was that? What was that path that she was going to choose? Um, you know, that to me was what made that compelling.
0: Yeah. That's a, one of our one of our favorite moments to talk about.
1: Yeah, uh,
0: well, okay. yeah, we like that. All right, yeah. hey, here's a here's an interesting question. Uh, Gavin Costello wants to say, "Has Jeff ever been that mad at a tribe of yours before, uh, like he was with the tribe that tried to uh, trade for the Flint last night? Have you have you ever been a part of a tribe that's really uh, pissed off, Jeff? Not so
1: much as a tribe. I have pissed off Jeff. <laughs> yes." um uh, on camera and off one time this is a funny story i don't know if i ever told you this story if i have forgive me for being redundant but but the first time i played we had the food auction yeah right? and somehow i had a question and i turned to the producers right? I turned to the, the fourth wall, essentially, which is where all the cameras are and all the producers and everybody standing there watching the show, you know? And I said something like, am I allowed to do ba ba And Probst was like, I'm over here, Penner. Yeah. They don't exist. You got a question to ask me, man, you know, something like that. <laughs> and I said, Oh, I'm sorry. I just thought, no, you know, I'm the only person on this Island. And it's starting to really fucking piss me off. <laughs> he said this to me. And I'm like, Sorry, right, Jeff, my bad, <laughs> okay, you know? I mean, he was like, it started to really fucking piss me off. And then the other time, um, wha- so, you know, it was just like, I don't know, I wasn't giving him the props. Ah, who the fuck knows? I didn't care. You know, I'm like, okay, whoops, you know, sorry, buddy, no biggie, right? Um, um, was in a tribal in the last season I played when artists was just like not giving probes to anything.
0: Yeah. Do you remember this? Did we talk about this? No, no. I I, I know from my season that uh, I know he does not like that.
1: Yeah, we're in tribal and he's like, artist. so you're in the middle of all this. What do you make of it? I don't know. Whatever the hell he asked. And, and artist was like, I don't know. I think it's, you know, it's a tough situation. And he's like, I will fuck you up. <laughs> I will fuck you. If you don't get, you know how many people wanted to be out here and we gave this to you yeah. and you're out here giving me shit? And, you know, and, and some people were like, "Ooh, scary, you know. And artist was like, okay, you know, he didn't care. He wasn't scared of him, you know. Yeah. But he's like, sometimes he just feels he needs to, wants to uh, do that. Sometimes it's effective, sometimes it's not. I don't know if artist ever got more compelling than he was at that point, but yeah. you know, he felt that was the thing he had to do. Yeah,
0: there there was one time on my season. It was a similar sort of uh, scenario where there where, there was a guy on my season. Butch, he was an older guy, and he got asked a question. And before Butch could even answer the question, he's like, "And and if you give me some some BS answer, like uh, that, I will,
1: you know, I will. Uh, I for, I forget what the threat was. Fuck but, you. Yeah, it was not that. That was not. Oh, it. He actually said that <laughs> once to me in in the Philippines too. You know, and I gave some kind of <laughs> political answer, non-answer, you know. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm Jonathan Penner. I'm so fucking smart. I can just talk bullshit and bullshit and bullshit and think I can get away with it, you know. Words to that effect. Yeah, And, uh, you know, and I just said, you know, Jeff, I appreciate what you're saying. But honestly, I'm I'm trying to win a million dollars here. <laughs> and right. I'm going to answer in a way that I will hopefully get me to that goal, you know. <laughs> If it's not exactly what you need me to say, I'm doing the best I can here, you know. Look,
0: and you understand both sides of the question. You guys are at loggerheads. You know, you're trying to win a show. I mean, some of these other people, like, you know, I mean— in in your case, I'm sure you're always trying to give the most interesting answer possible. I, I'm sure you never you never forget that you're doing a show on on TV. There are people like I'm sure like are is artists always trying to be interesting? I doubt it. Uh, except maybe when he's fighting with Mike Scoopin. But you know, you're I, I know you're trying to do, you're trying to do your best, but you're not going to do something that doesn't exactly isn't aligned with you trying to win the
1: game. Also, yeah, exactly, exactly. And you know, the game is long. And- and giving some incendiary answer, uh, you know, for that moment's excitement, if it's going to blow you up, it doesn't do anybody any good. You know, sometimes, and certainly in the tribal, you have to, you know, you have to listen like your life depends on it and, and keep your mouth as, as as inoffensive as possible and i'm talking about with the rest of your tribe mates you want to give them as little information as you can listen to the information that they're giving you and you know like when lisa said what the hell she said that was what i needed to hear to say oh shit i'm in trouble i gotta play my idol you know i really hadn't intended to play the idol until she said you know too much um or or she said what she wanted to say so that i would get the message you know two ways of looking at that Um,
0: a tough spot yeah. Lisa London wants to know uh, what would Penner do if another contestant told him they had two idols six days into the game would you believe them and probably no. we should add to that and you already just found a hidden immunity idol at the camp
1: yeah I mean that's, you know, that's when you but again you know, you wouldn't do that in a vacuum Lisa Right? you wouldn't just be like you know what I'm going to stir things up and I'm going to tell this guy that I have two idols you wouldn't do that unless your back was against the wall already you felt in danger for whatever reason, you know, you're not just going to go blithely blowing yourself up and putting a target on your back. I I wouldn't imagine, you know, so, so if, if somebody said that to me, I would, I would not believe them. I'd like to think, and I would you know, no, I mean, look, when, when um, Dawson, um, uh, well, you know, it was Katie when, 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 when we lost and it was going to be Katie or, really Denise, right? Denise had just joined our tribe Mm -hmm. and Dawson was gone. It was me, Kent, Carter, Katie, and, and now Denise and Denise was, you know, working her little butt off to make us see that she was valuable to the tribe. And Katie was just saying, you know, a lot of bullshit. She was saying, oh, well, Carter, Carter's working with Pete. And Carter told me he's trying to get you. And, and you know, she, she would just say anything to anybody because she was so afraid. And all it did was finally cook her goose as opposed to being much more calm, cool, and collected and say, we're going to march forward. we got to get rid of the old lady. And, um, you know, let's, let's stick with the plan, right? Yeah. Which might have worked. I don't know if it would have because we voted her out so she knew she was in, in danger, you know. Yeah. Um, desperate people do desperate shit that's that's true
0: That's true uh ruben holtz has a question a couple of people had this question penner uh yeah. what are your favorite movies of 2014 so far
1: wow i haven't seen too many great movies man i mean that's the truth this summer I, it was guardians of the galaxy yeah you know for me it was the best best movie of the summer um, I'm looking, you know, I'm going to see The Equalizer, I think, this weekend. Um, boy, to me, it's been a pretty dry year. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to Gone Girl and Fury. And, you know, there's a lot of movies. The Stephen Hawking movie I'm interested in. This um, um, a Benedict Cumberbatch gay codebreaker movie is supposed to be wonderful. Um, but I've been kind of... Unimpressed with a lot of the stuff that's coming down the pike. Yeah, I, Sorry, that's, that's that's the best answer I got. Man, <laughs> nothing jumps out of me beyond Guardians of the Galaxy, which I loved.
0: Yeah, uh, well, I think usually we, pro- we probably should ask you this question towards uh, the end of the year. That's probably. Uh, well, it is
1: October. It's getting to be the end. Uh, uh I guess right, uh, well, we'll email each other. I'll give you my top ten list okay
0: FBI. good i'll I will post it uh with the, with the podcast. um Thomas Forcey wants to know, would Val have been able to invo- avoid votes entirely if she said she had three idols?
1: <laughs> um, six idols might have helped <laughs> um i I don't know what went down there that got her so in trouble she She made the mistake of not saying she was a cop. I, I don't know. I don't know. They thought she had an idol and they just were flushing it and then she just overplayed her hand. She was in, I just don't know. I don't know what went down, but, but, but I'll stick with my initial supposition that, um, the, the two women of color went first was not an accident. It's not overt racism. It's just culture. Okay. You know, You but- you, you saw it. That's what happened. Yeah.
0: You know? Well, if anything, you should know, you were on the season where they divided the tribes by race.
1: Well, and then what happened? The first vote was a black guy. Yes. right. Through black women, got together, voted him out. Then, then it was Billy Garcia. They threw a challenge to get rid of Billy. That was insane. Still makes me um, mad. St- I mean, it's crazy. Then it was that really cute girl. Um the, the Latina girl named, isn't that awful? I don't remember anyone's name. Age. Too many, too many years <laughs> up on, the, on the island. Too many survivors. Point. Yeah. Stephanie, I mean, the black tribe just got decimated. Nate was the last African-American um, uh, tribe member standing, and I think he went eighth from the end. Yeah. You know, he was the 12th vote. So they got decimated five out of the top first 12. Pretty tough, tough going.
0: Uh, let me ask you a question from Ian Rice, who wants to know: uh, Penner, do you do voiceover work on recent Arm and Hammer commercials? Is that you? No, but some bastard's making money off of
1: my voice. It's I not
0: me. I'm not. It, it's not me doing an impression of you. If that's what oh, you're. You haven't done
1: one yet today.
0: <laughs>
1: or this whole time has been your impression
0: of me, and it's <laughs> really that is. It, it's me talking to myself right now. That's that's that's
1: that's Um, what that's no. I haven't done Arm and Hammer. I'm trying to do voiceover work. It's really hard. I have a wonderful agent, and they give me audition after audition. I sit here in my house, and I have a really high class microphone, probably the one that you're talking into right now. And I do, you know, today I tried to do like the the voice of the guy who greets you as you're getting on to the river rafting ride in Shanghai Disneyland. Okay, so here's. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm going to do it for you. Hold okay. On. Oh, crap, I just got rid of it. Hold on. No. Do you want to hear this? Yes. Yes. Okay, hold on. i got to find it again. Um, uh, yes. Audition for Roaring Rapids, a character named Cooter, and it was something like: Howdy, adventures! Thanks for volunteering for this important river rafting expedition led by the League of Adventures. Please watch your step as you board your raft. And to make your journey uh, up the Kalari River a safe one, remember to stay seated with your seatbelt fastened, keeping your hands, arms, feet, legs, and everything else inside the raft. And make sure to watch your kids. Uh, that's right, kind of you. Oh. Uh, I, I, <laughs> these,
0: well, uh, that, that. Yeah, these auditions that if, if you ever do one of these and you don't get it, we, that we should just, uh, we, we should, we would air them. Give us, send us whatever
1: ones you don't use <laughs> Jonathan, but another another commercial <laughs> that Penner didn't get. you can hear you know you can hear it here um I, I, yeah, there you go <laughs> I, I don't know what to say about it. Uh, I forgot the name of the guy whose question it was, but Armin Hammer. Hired a penner sound like because he probably did a lot better than the real penner.
0: Send me a link to this whoever is, whoever has a a YouTube link or record it or like do a Vine. Of you it. know, I, is, I, it's that
1: old guy. It's what's his name?
0: It's Alan Alda. Is Alan Alda
1: is Arm and Hammers?
0: <laughs> He's making a living impersonating you now. That's low.
1: Topsy turvy. That is that's, that's low that he could do it. that. No, yeah, no, that's low that he did that to you. Yeah, it's all right. He can do it. All right, look okay. right.
0: Can we talk about this? My that our our crack research staff uh, pulled, uh, pulled <laughs> on uh, crack research. No, they're staff. not on on crack, but they they sent me a link to an article that uh, now
1: you are. Are you writing a screenplay for the Weinsteins? It's written. Yeah, that Stacey's going to direct. We're going to shoot it uh, the beginning of 2015. Horror movie called The Bye Bye Man. Going to come out through Dimension, which is one of the Weinstein companies. And we're couldn't be more excited, man! It's fantastic, based on a, on a sort of an urban legend, um, and yeah, man, I'm, that's a big news for me. Yeah, that's this is fantastic. Yeah, so everybody go see the Bye Bye, man, when it comes out next year.
0: All right, well, I'm sure I'm sure that uh, everybody will, and uh, yeah, that's that's really awesome news. I'm really happy for you
1: guys. Thank you, man. Thank you very much. We've uh, you know got a lot of stuff going on, but that's the first one that got announced and uh we're ready to rock and roll we'll do that when the snows come we're going to shoot it back on the east coast either um in new england or in toronto we're not sure which uh we're waiting for the snow and it's a scary movie that takes place uh in the winter
0: okay well you you lost me a little bit with the winter i don't want to be i don't want to be cold penner <laughs> yeah, i didn't invite you to the set <laughs>
1: So I'll you be called watching
0: it. I have to wear a. a oh, you a, can watch get Yeah, a wear snuggie. a
1: thermal nightie when you you watch it on. You know, watch it in the theater, and you, they'll have air conditioning. You put on a jacket. It'll be all right.
0: All right, all right. Well, uh Penner, is there anything anything else that you uh have coming up that you want to talk about?
1: Mm, no, not at that's, this time. That's enough. I mean, I, I'm. I, I don't believe you know when there's something to talk about. I'm, I'll be happy to talk about it. But uh, while it's all in process and and percolating along, then there's really nothing to say. You know, Stacy and I have a a lot of different projects uh, in various stages, and 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 that's the one that's going to happen first. So uh, that's that's what's happening.
0: All right. Well, Penner, thank you again. Uh, fantastic job on R t- H uh, A P appearance your appearance number five here uh it's actually you actually have more than more appearances but we're just technically counting recap episode podcasts
1: right however you want to count it and you know i'm always there for you happy to talk about survivor or obviously anything
0: okay well uh penner uh fantastic job follow at survivor on twitter have you
1: been live tweeting this season I did live tweet last night. The uh the, the first episode was during the Jewish New Year, so I was I was being observant. Uh and uh so yes, I will try to live tweet on the West Coast feed of Survivor.
0: Okay. Um do you like that the survivors from the season are not able to tweet about the episodes? I I didn't know that.
1: Yes, they No, didn't. I like them tweeting.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, I remember the big uh feud with Tyson well, Yeah, Yeah, I and got Rachel. into a feud
1: with yeah. what's her name? Rachel. Rachel. Yeah. Yeah. Are they <laughs> still together? She and Tyson. Yes. Faces? yes. Nice.
0: Very good. Go. Them. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, all right. So we look forward to seeing uh, more tweets from you at Survivor Penner. And, uh, Mr. Penner, thank you again so much. You're,
1: you're welcome, buddy. Kiss your kid. Kiss your wife. And, and we'll talk soon, I hope.
0: Okay. Great. Okay. Bye, everybody. All right, everybody. There you have it. That was the great Jonathan Penner back with us on Rob Has a Podcast. And now, speaking of great. Speaking, speaking of the good guys and bad guys, here she is, the first lady of podcasting, coming to you live from her old bedroom. Here is Nicole Sesternino.
2: Hello, everybody. Nicole- it's kind of creeping me out that you've been in my bedroom, my old bedroom all yes. day. Yes,
0: <laughs> back to work. Back to work down here. Yes. And so, uh, Nicole, I, I Instagrammed a picture of some of the creepy things that are around your bedroom. There
2: are a lot of creepy things in here.
0: So many creepy things down here. We have uh, what one? This creepy doll. Is that like from the movie? The Annabelle. Annabelle doll.
2: Yes, that doll was is is named Nicole actually, yes. and that doll was purchased when my brother was born because my grandmother was disappointed it was a boy.
0: (laughs) Yes, super creepy. Super Super creepy. creepy. Uh, We have, like, clown statues. Those are some of my
2: favorite statues.
0: Of really scary clown statues. Everybody knows that I do not care for clowns. (laughs) Uh, We have, like, a shrine of pictures of me from when you used to like me.
2: It's not a shrine of pictures of you. I'm in them, too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I, I count, like, uh, over... Over a dozen pictures of me on the But on the wall. I
2: am with you.
0: Not in all of them.
2: Or in, some, in most of them. Yes. yes. But they're like your, they're your survivor pictures that yeah. I had on my wall. Yes. Uh, Although this one is like, is of you and it's that like you're modeling. <laughs> yeah. Headshot. <laughs> I'm going to Instagram that headshot.
0: one. Go for it. Go for it, and so uh, yeah, plenty of uh, plenty of uh, creepy stuff. Plus, uh, your brother has a lot of gun paraphernalia. Also, this is where so. my
2: brother comes and cleans his gun. Yeah,
0: so in addition to creepy Nicole stuff, there's also a lot of gun paraphernalia <laughs> here in the room with me. So this is how I've spent my day today. And elves. Yeah, and a lot of Christmas decorations. So so really the trifecta. (laughs) The trifecta of stuff. I
2: don't know what this cage is for.
0: I don't know. And there's like an animal cage also. (laughs) So it's really like a Silence of the Lambs scene down here where I'm I'm podcasting. Yes. Anyway, Nicole, uh, very exciting, very exciting week from the show. Of course, that you could not be with us last night. You have to stay home.
2: Dominic was not a happy camper last night. Very,
0: very disappointed. Yeah. Uh, This is how the interaction between Nicole and I went about the the show where, you know, Nicole was like, "Uh, you know, I'm tired. Should I come with the baby? I don't know if he's if this is a good thing for him. And I was like, you know, what? no, it's okay. You you don't have to come. And then Nicole quickly turned into I feel like you don't want me to come. (laughs) I feel like you don't want me there.
2: You were like, really, no, you were no. really quick to be like, no, it's good. You're you're fine. You don't. Have to no, go. no, don't have to I go.
0: want you there. I want you there. I, don't believe you. I
2: still don't believe you.
0: Yes, I don't believe you. And you, but I just, you should stay with the baby.
2: See, you, you never. No, <laughs> you did not want me there.
0: Like I feel like you don't want me there.
2: I still feel that way.
0: And now, now that I feel like you don't want me there, now I want to go.
2: And you said, oh no,
0: no, so the baby needs you. Baby mm. needs you. Okay. Uh, so you didn't want me to go? No, I wanted. I wanted you to go. Unfortunately, that we have you know parental duties that we have to take care of.
2: Well, maybe next time I should go and you should stay home. Yeah,
0: yeah, you should go do the podcast. Yes. I'll stay home with the baby, <laughs> yes. Nicole. Let's do. Who let's let's start the taking orders for the live. <laughs> Nicole has a girl cast. No,
2: it'll be the Survivor Know It's Some Show.
0: <laughs> Survivor Know It's Some Show. All right, that'll that'll be perfect. Yes. All right, you and Billy Garcia. <laughs> That'll be
2: Yes, that, that would be appropriate.
1: Perfect.
0: We'll book we'll book that probably Radio City. We'll yes. get that going. <laughs> all right. So, Nicole, uh, we're gonna get into taking the voicemails and of course getting to some of the uh, social media stuff of uh, all of the shenanigans happening in the Survivor world. And uh, there's a few. There's yes, a few good yes. shenanigans. We're sitting I've on. been a
2: little off social media today, but um I Oh, you're in for a treat. I, <laughs> I can't wait.
0: You're in for a treat. I can't wait. All right, so uh, real quick before we get to it, I just want to uh, take a moment at the beginning. Of, again, we're still right in the early, the newborn stages of this Survivor season. Yeah, and, and
2: you're losing your voice already.
0: Oh, I, my voice was lost. A lot of people said that, You remember last night at like 3 o'clock in the morning when I was recording out in the middle of the street? <laughs>
2: he was screaming in the middle of the street. Well,
0: I wanted to record like an intro to the podcast last yes. night and tell people that the video is coming. And, and by the way, it's still rendering it's like a 10 hour render job anyway so what happened was i wanted to record something for the intro and the problem was you know the we're in the like we're staying at nicole's parents house we're sleeping in a room with the baby everybody's sleeping in the house i'm loud when i podcast so now i'm like outside in the middle of the street at like Three uh, between it was like two thirty and three o'clock in the morning, yeah. and I have like no voice from doing not just doing the show, but like trying to talk to people like at you bars. You always lose
2: your voice when you go to a bar.
0: I always lose my voice because I try to talk. I try to like talk drunk. so loud, and I'm not. I, I was. I wasn't drunk <laughs> it's because you're drunk. I was not drunk. <laughs> I could not have been drunk and then gotten the podcast up. And so, but people said they said they thought it sounded like a dead person talking, <laughs> they, and they got scared. It was like the middle of the night, and you could hear like crickets like in the background, and it's like. <laughs> Hey, and I'm like trying to like loud whisper, like uh like project, but also like not get arrested. Oh, you were
2: creepy creeperson. Yes, yeah, so I was
0: the, the creepy guy podcasting in the middle of the street because I felt Long like Island. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I felt like in the middle of the street, I would be the furthest away from all the houses that were gonna like <laughs> call the probably police.
2: Thought you were drunk,
0: and I had to do it three times because I was like, I, I like was so close to the microphone, like it was like. It was like a lot of like me like like blowing air into the microphone, which would have been more whispering. creepy. It was really <laughs> creepy, and I was like, I have to record. I don't. I didn't want to re-record it, but I had to. And so uh, that's. I was what like, I, oh,
2: he's getting arrested tonight. Yeah.
0: But anyway, that's that's what I w- that's what I was doing, uh really late last night. But anyway, long long story short, so it's the start of the Survivor season still, and I just wanted to take a moment and uh let you guys know that hey your patronage really helps uh keep this thing going so uh keep some
2: podcasting in the middle of the street podcasting (laughs) in the middle of the
0: night at three o'clock in the morning and so uh if you want to check out our new patron video uh about what's uh, about what we're doing and uh why it would be great if you could help us out and become patrons and the benefits of becoming a patron uh which include access to the very fun patron group all the a lot of the patrons went to dinner last night nicole uh and you know you know a lot of like-minded people and also uh we do the once a month patron cast which is a lot uh, of fun as as well which i which i really enjoy so if you want to find out more about that check Rob's out mom was on once check out my <laughs> yeah my mom was on the podcast last night mm-hmm. did you know that
2: i did not know she was on last oh, night
0: oh you're going to really like it <laughs> you'll really you should go back and listen to that part uh but yeah if you want if you want to check that out i just did a uh, a new video again even if you know if you're not interested in becoming a patron uh i think you'll enjoy the video if you're a Survivor fan pen or may not <laughs> penner may not enjoy the video i did not want to uh t- tell him about i the hope new he's video. not listening okay um, probably he turned it off after this point yeah probably but anyway so if you want to check that out you go to rob has slash patron or click on the banner to become a patron on rob okay we have so many voicemails that we have to get through uh nicole could you describe the ghetto setup that we have to listen to the voicemails on the road
2: Yeah, this is really ghetto okay yeah, you, so we we have. I want to
0: hear your description of this. We
2: have tubawares that were that have equipment on them. Rob's sitting on a wooden chair that I think was my grandmother's
0: back in the day. I was more concerned with the actual mechanics of. The- I'm still
2: I'm still <laughs> describing the scene. All right, describe the scene. <laughs> and then we have my laptop hooked up. We have Rob's laptop. There's a bunch of wires everywhere, and I'm not I'm not sure what this equipment is, but. Okay. I'm sitting on a girly crappy chair. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Painting the word picture. Yeah. Um, and maybe we'll also, as we go along, we can also, in addition to reading your comments, we could also read some of the comments from uh, Nicole's sister's Sweet 16 <laughs> board that got signed in. Uh, let's start off with, uh, with Kelly, who says, uh, Dear Antoinette, happy Sweet 16. You look great and the party's great.
2: Oh, it was, a great, it was a great party. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes.
0: All right. Uh Tim says, Dear Antoinette, happy birthday. You look great. Love Tim.
2: Yeah, she did look great. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. All right. People are getting pissed off, probably. Yeah.
2: What but- is this? Happy birthday. Always remember the frog. The frog. Oh. <laughs> I got to ask her about the <laughs> I gotta frog. I got to ask
0: that. Okay. But basically, the crux of what I was talking about with how ghetto this is is that uh, I don't have a splitter to be able to... for us to know to that is. For us to both hear the comments. So I'm holding up one set of headphones that we both have to listen to.
2: Yes. As okay. he sits in
0: my grandmother's chair. All right. Let's start it off with the great Ron Chan. Ron Chan. Uh, he's, got a, he's got a question. For us to kick things off tonight. Hi, Rob. It's Ron from Toronto.
1: Happy belated birthday to Dominic. My question is What has a greater chance of happening? John Rocker winning Survivor this
2: season? Or are you finally receiving that care package from Jatia, which will likely contain anthrax?
0: All right. So, what has a better chance of happening this season, Nicole? Will John Rocker win Survivor or Will I get a care package from Jatia, which may likely contain anthrax?
2: Mm, Well, I think Jatia is full of poo. So I think that uh, John Rocker winning Survivor is the
0: You think there's a better chance than Rocker winning? I think
2: Jatia was full of it.
0: I would have to say there's a 0.0% chance that John Rocker. Now, if John Rocker. So
2: you're going to be standing by the mailbox? Yes. (laughs)
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. And if John Rocker wins Survivor, I'll write him a letter. All right. I said that last night. Uh, uh, there's a zero point zero percent chance. I don't think that he's John gonna Rocker. win. But I think there's a zero point zero zero one percent chance that I get a care package from Jatia. So I think that there's a greater chance. Jatia. <laughs> Jatia. <laughs> Yes, that's right.
2: That bell really echoes down here. <laughs>
0: yes, that's right. And maybe it will be an iHeartNerds Nerds uh, cup holder.
2: I think she's full of crap.
0: <laughs> okay, well, she she may be. Yeah, she may be. Um, I don't think she's defended any of the new survivors yet either.
2: Again, full <laughs> of crap.
0: Okay, all right. Let's take a question from the great uh, Matt Forsythe, who uh, Jeff Probst was uh, was chatting up on Twitter recently. Ooh, I love. All right, here is Matt Forsythe. Hello, Robert Nicole. Matthew Forsythe here. Also, tell Dominic I said happy birthday, um, assuming he can speak English. Uh, so I just have one simple question for you all. Tell me who is playing a good game this season. I mean, I think Jeremy and Josh are the obvious candidates, but even they seem to be overplaying their cards, and everyone else in the cast seems like they're sort of out of the loop like Reed is, or they just don't know what show they're on like Drew. So uh, I need your all's guidance. Thank you. Bye-bye all right well the, first
2: of all, what does he think what language does he think dominic speaks
0: well i guess he maybe does not speak english yet
2: well he i guess i guess
0: he speaks some english he
2: speaks so. a little English. Anyway, it's, broken. Thank, it's broken english broken
0: english uh thank you matthew for wishing uh, dominic nice, a yes. happy birthday so uh turn one on monday yes yeah,
2: saturday's his big birthday party
0: yes boy and time flies it does time flies when you're having fun <laughs> that's not right. when you're not
2: having fun okay
0: so, was it fun or not fun to have a baby for a year?
2: It's been very fun. I'm exhausted, but it's been very fun.
0: Yeah, it's very fun. So, right, so Matthew wants to know, is anybody playing a good game this year? I don't know. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. To I feel like
2: it's all over the place.
0: It is, a little, it is a little bit all, all over the place. It's hard to really get a sense. I'm trying to think last season, though, if we were going to say who's playing a good game, we would have said, oh, we wouldn't have said Tony if you asked us last year who's playing a good game.
2: At least, at least we would have said he's playing the game, though.
0: Mm, sure, sure. I mean, I think there's certainly people playing the game. Yeah. But if we if we were going to answer after two episodes of Blood versus Water, I think we would have said... I'm sorry, uh vs. Brains versus Beauty versus Brown. I think we would have said LJ is playing a good game. Sarah's playing a good game. I think yeah. we would have said Tasha is playing a good game. And so I yeah. think those are the people actually made no, it was two episodes actually was the one was the first two hour premiere uh-huh. of the show. So um, we actually knew more like I liked I think I like that that Survivor the first night should be two hours and it should just be two episodes. So at least we can really yeah, g- really get, get into an idea it. of what's get going into on. It. I think yeah. we would have said LJ is playing a good game. We would have said Sarah is playing a good game and both those people were not ultimately the winner. So yeah, I think maybe it's possible we could be being a little too hard on this season saying that, you know, everybody is, you know, kind of clueless about what they're doing.
2: Yeah,
0: it's possible. Yeah, it's possible. But um. A- anybody anybody jumping out to you? No
2: one really jumps out at me as playing a like a, a standout game.
0: Yeah. I would have to say I am still happy with my pick of a Reed. Reed. I, yeah. think he's do- I think he's doing an, an okay job. I don't think he's pissing anybody off.
2: Yes, apparently I have a curse.
0: You have a curse. Oh, we wow. oh, didn't even talk about a, yes, your pick. Yes, Val.
2: Yeah. It, my my uh, second boot curse. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes, for the, the Rachel Folger.
2: Yes, Val. And who was before that?
0: Uh, Your second, the second boot. Did I have
2: another second boot?
0: I'm trying to think. So the second boot last season uh, was uh, oh uh, (laughs) that uh, Garrett.
2: Garrett was another one.
0: Another one of your picks. (laughs) Yes.
2: Maybe I'm just predicting the second. The second boot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Is that what you're doing?
2: Yes, what I'm going for.
0: Yeah. By the way, speaking of Rachel and Tyson, did you see about the big news? No. So uh, Rachel, Rachel and Tyson are going to be on a new show on WE tv
2: Are did they get engaged?
0: Uh I'm not sure if they're engaged or not. I think That's what I
2: thought the big news was going to be.
0: No. No, I, honestly I'm not I'm not sure. I kind of feel like uh they had like an and an, like I'm not I'm honestly I'm not sure if they're if they're engaged like I feel like that after Tyson won it was like, um, like, oh yeah, we're getting married. Like, oh, I'm joking. Like it was, a little, like, yeah. I, I'm like, I'm not sure if he was joking or not. joking. You can't joke around about that. I'm not. I'm not sure about that. Yeah. Uh, that probably makes me a bad friend. <laughs> but I wasn't sure if he was. Uh, it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to know when Tyson's being serious or yeah. not. But they're going to be on a new show with a bunch of other celebrity couples, Nicole, ooh, ooh la la. on the Great We TV Network. Uh huh. So Tyson and Rachel are going to be on a show called Marriage Boot Camp on WeTV. What and is they're, this? They're going to be on with Spidey.
2: Oh, really?
0: Yes. Spidey yeah.
2: will never go away. <laughs> they, oh, you know what? That's crazy because I think Rachel Instagram or and tweeted. Rachel um, Riley? No, Rachel Folger. Oh, I'm sorry. Um... A picture of her with Heidi and said, this is my bestie. And I was like, is she joking? Like, I didn't get it. And now, and now I get it.
0: Yes. And it's also going to have feature Real Housewives of New York, former housemate Aviva Drescher. I don't know who that is. Uh, hu- and husband Reed Drescher. Uh-huh. Plus R&B diva star Silena Johnson mm-hmm. and husband Keewayne Garris. Uh-huh. And then also uh, from Bad Girls Club, Natalie Nunn and her husband Jacob Payne.
2: Oh, I think that maybe Tyson and Rachel are the most famous. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know; uh, it's either them or Spidey. But yeah, congrats, no one cares about Spidey anymore. Congratulations! I think there'll have to be a podcast in the future about. What's, Did Spencer get fat? What's going on there? I'm I'm not sure. We have to go in, uh, and uh and zoom in on the picture. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, let's keep going. Let's keep going with the voicemails and congratulations to uh, Tyson and Rachel. Let's take a question from Travis Almendinger. You ready? Ready. Here we go. Hey Rob, it's Travis Almendinger calling from Missouri. Uh, We're loving this season of Survivor, but I wanted to mention a highlight uh, for us, and it's coming from the wardrobe department. So in the past, we've had Coach with his bedazzled jacket. We've had Cochran's sweater vest, and we've had Tarzan's uh, undies. But this season, we have the -the under-the-radar player of Wes who is actually wearing camouflage. So as if his gameplay didn't make him invisible enough, Production has gone out of its way to make him an actual part of the scenery by putting him in camo. Uh, Love the show. Keep up the good work. Bye. All right. Travis wants to talk about Wes's camo, Uh Nicole. Yes. Yes. So what do you think? Have you been able to spot West this season?
2: You know what? I haven't. I guess it's working.
0: So is that, is that working? It's
2: working. Is it
0: a bad move to wear camo on Survivor?
2: I, apparently it is. I feel like you
0: want to wear bright colors. Yeah. You don't want to blend into the background. Now, if you were building a spy shack, would it be better to wear camo? It
2: would be better if you were building a spy shack. Maybe that's what he's doing.
0: Look, if you're going to build a spy shack, <laughs> you're going to want to wear camouflage.
2: <laughs> I feel like that was half Tony, half... half. Nadia
0: and Natalie. No, no, you fool. Yes. yes. No. Yes. No. (laughs) Camouflage. You gotta wear. Yes. uh, We need to see Tony in camo, or you'd never see Tony. You would see
2: somebody wearing. You'd never
0: see it coming. Yeah. You'd you'd never see it coming. All right. uh, Let's go to our embedded reporter out there who is uh, talking up survivor on the streets of New York City. Here is a voicemail from Morty on the street.
2: Morty on the street.
0: Hey Rob, it's Morty on the street. It was awesome meeting last night.
1: After looking at the Wikipedia page and looking at how the votes broke down for the first time around, I posit that Wes changed his vote, being that he just wanted to see the idol being played based on his interview. What do you think?
0: Alright, so Nicole, uh, Morty has been talking to people on the street. Uh-huh. He thinks that Wes voted for, he voted for Val just because he wanted to see that idol get played. Uh-huh. What, do you, what do you think about that?
2: Well, I don't think that's not a smart thing to do. Obviously, you want the idol to be played if it's there, right?
0: Yes. Now, see, I think that was sort of the thing where saying that you had two idols was kind of bad for Val. And I told her this, that I think that maybe having one idol, they'd be less inclined to flush it. But then saying you had two idols They're definitely was, sort gonna of flush like, it. was sort of like, oh, we got to come out. At- no, this chick is here to play. Yeah. She's a, she's a player. She's a player. She's a player. That
2: joke will never get old, right? <laughs>
0: no. No, it won't. Um, it's actually so old that probably 80% of the audience has no idea what I'm even talking about. <laughs> but anyway, it doesn't mean I'll stop doing it.
2: does not mean that.
0: And so, um, yeah, West seemed very interested in the idol. It was sort of like, uh, like let's see the idol tonight. <laughs> we want to see the idol get played. It's like going yeah. going to fireworks. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Jeff Pittman, uh, the great Jeff Pittman, True Dark Times on Twitter, he did something really cool. And I want to try to uh, link to it. If I can. Uh, so what What he did ultimately was show us uh, who voted for who on on which vote. And uh, it's a little hard to zoom to zoom in on. But uh, Wes voted for Val uh, both both times through. OK. Wants to see that. Aisle he get wants played. it. Because the problem last night was that they showed us in the credits of who uh, voted for who as far as the tiebreak vote. Not the original vote. Uh-huh. So it's a, it's a little a little hard to tell, but uh, we, I believe we saw Wes's vote uh, the, the first time through. Yeah. Okay? All right. So, uh, Nicole, you ready for our next voicemail? I am ready. Okay, right, let's go ahead and let's take one according to my notes. We're going to uh, check in with Andy. Good here old Andy. Here is Andy C. Hi, Rob. Andy C here amazing live Survivor know-it-alls last night. You told me that voicemail should be short and to the point, and that works because time is an issue. But like an unnamed Broadway show, I thought I had a great voicemail, but your audience hates it. So you need to stop and rework the voicemail, take out words, put in impressions, and do it again on opening night to make the podcast stronger. Talk to you later. Bye. All right, Andy. I'm going to give you one one more thing on the voicemail. I'm going to give you one more tip. one more chance. There should pre- there should be a question in there. <laughs> that was a you statement. You have
2: to be specific. That was a
0: statement. Yes. Uh, I didn't hear a question. Did you hear a question? <laughs> I did not. We was talking. But he's about-
2: going, he's he's going back to the drawing board.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes, it was a lot of talking about what should be in a good voicemail. But I didn't hear a question. No, there.
2: maybe next time. Maybe so, next week.
0: So we got to get a question there, yeah. there, Andy. You're almost there. Yeah. You're almost there. Short, sweet. And a question. We like a joke. hmm That's good. Yeah. Um. And But you got to get a question in there.
2: And complimenting us is nice, too.
0: Yeah. No, don't go crazy. No, Th- go crazy. That, I, Again, we want to focus on the short. If it's a quick compliment.
2: Yeah. No, so. you should compliment.
0: maybe could you give people a code word that means compliment that'll save time a short word well the word doesn't have to necessarily be short Uh but it'll be shorter than giving us a compliment
2: just say compliment Compliment.
0: okay (laughs) all right uh how about louise have you are you interested in hearing from louise The
2: famous louise
0: the famous louise from australia okay uh let's check in with louise Hey Rob, it's Louise from Melbourne. I haven't actually seen the episode yet, so my question is not very deep. But when I heard you were having Penner on the podcast this week, I started to remember what he was like on the show. And he always had the cool hat, the funky board shorts, a t-shirt. He was dressed for a day at the beach. The boys in the show at the moment are walking around on my screen in their underpants. The girls, like, Julie has not been given enough fabric to make an outfit for herself. So my question for you today is, do you think the survivors are ever going to be allowed to wear clothes again? All right. Thanks so much. Bye. Nicole, have the survivors gotten too naked?
2: N- never too naked. Never too naked. Never too naked. Well,
0: I'm glad. Now I played Survivor in an era where you wore clothes,
2: and you had long sleeves.
0: I had long sleeves. They, they made.
2: They, they put him in a snowsuit. They
0: put me in more clothes. <laughs> they said, "Rob, we, this, we think you there's need to a cover chance up. you could be naked. We need you to wear more clothes. Here's more fabric. <laughs> yes. Here's more fabric. Maybe a hat. Maybe yes. gloves. How about a jacket? How about a mask? How about something <laughs> else? A ski mask. Yes. Yes. So, th- nowadays on Survivor, though, they're giving you less and less... And do
2: you remember last week when I said that the girls wear bras underneath their, their buffs, and you said, no, they don't.
0: Okay, all right. They do. They do. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's it, it doesn't make sense.
2: <laughs> it, it makes sense if you don't have saline holding your boobs up.
0: Okay, well, I don't want to get into this again. I don't want to get into this again. But, Nicole, do you think that we are getting to the point where we will see... I talked about this last night. Will we ever see Naked Survivor?
2: Well, there's Naked Dating. There's a whole bunch of naked TV shows. Yes. It's not on CBS, but you may see it on a different show. For sure.
0: Yes. How come you didn't watch Naked and Afraid with Michael Jefferson? It was on? Yes. Did we
2: record it? No. Oh, is it on YouTube?
0: I I don't know. You'd have to search for it. <laughs> I will search for You'd it. You have to search for it. Okay. So, the, do you-
2: the ladies will let me know if it's worth watching.
0: Okay. Do you think that Survivors uh so you're happy with the direction Survivor has evolved to?
2: I, I'm not complaining about it.
0: You're not complaining. Yeah. I you know, I do feel like it's a little it gets a little awkward.
2: Sometimes, you know what? It does. Sometimes it, it, yeah, they get really dirty. Not like ooh, dirty, like ew, dirty.
0: Okay. Yeah, I mean it. It would. It wouldn't kill people to have a bathing suit. I, I also think that you know they may give like if like if Penner played again. Like I'm pretty sure they're giving Penner his bathing suit. They're not going to say like uh, yeah, walk you know they, we don't want to have like another like Philip Shepherd like uh, tidy pinkies
2: <laughs> or maybe what they do. I don't know. Yeah. you know it, it. People talk about it.
0: So I guess people talk about it. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and let's bring in Daniel Ladiano. Nicole, here he is. He's back. Hey, Rob. Here's my question. If you are in Baylor's shoes and Josh tells you literally that he put a vote against you because it's part of his method
1: of madness... Would you actually want to flip against Josh or maybe work with him? Because I recall on Amazon, you flipped against Alex when he told you that you were his number four. Now, it's a different scenario, but would you want to work with a guy like that or not?
0: Because to me, it seems like someone you can trust. Tell me what you think about it. Take care. Take care. Okay. Nicole... The situation with Baylor yes. and Josh. We talked about it a lot from Josh's perspective, but we didn't really talk about it a lot from Baylor's perspective. She called it, uh, I think she said it was sketchy and scary uh-huh. that he did that to her. And I feel like that w- something that I'm very, very big on right now is whether it's in Survivor or whether it's in dating or whether it's in what Why are you dating? Uh, again, I, I'm, I'm talking to the audience. Oh, just, I'm I not, just wanted to clarify. I'm not personalizing clarify. this, yeah. but... I do think that people need to be very aware of the fact of when they're the number one choice and the, and like the, you know, you're being like straight with somebody and when they're an option. Right. And I think a lot of Survivor is understanding when, oh, wait, I'm not this person's number one choice. I'm just a backup plan. Yeah. And so I think that Baylor needs to wake up to the fact that I don't think that she's necessarily Josh's number one you know way to go. I think she's a backup plan for yeah, him. Yeah, I agree. And so Baylor, if she's going to put all her faith in Josh, I don't think it's the right thing to do.
2: No, I think that his move should have told her something.
0: Because if somebody is like... Again, like in a relationship, in work, in Survivor, if you are somebody's number one, they don't treat you like that. You don't find out the next day like, oh, yeah, I was going to tell you. um, Yeah, yeah, I totally I did. uh, You know, I screwed you over. So nobody would think that we were that we were cool. So just don't tell anybody. We're secret friends. Yeah, that's what you tell your mistress. Yeah, that's what like, oh, yeah. Like, uh, oh, yeah, baby, like, uh, why don't we just, uh, I'll see you the day after Valentine's Day. <laughs> that way nobody will know that we're, how much in love we are. Yeah. Like,
2: oh, man. And it'll be more romantic. No one it'll will be It'll be more there. romantic. Yeah. that'll
0: just be our day and yeah. nobody will know. We don't have to share it. We don't have to share it mm-hmm. with anybody.
2: Seems like you've given that a lot of thought. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, if I'm Baylor, and again, she's 20, what, is she, what does she know?
2: Yeah.
0: I don't know. So, mom's been divorced three times, though. Yeah. So I'm
2: sure mom's heard that line.
0: Yes. Yeah. Like, uh, don't worry, Missy, that uh, don't, we're going to, me and you, uh, we're going to celebrate St. Patrick's Day on the 18th. <laughs> that's right. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to make green pancakes uh, the next day. <laughs> That'll be our day, Missy. it would
2: really be mold.
0: Yeah. Yes. Okay. So yes, that, that's the key to Survivor, knowing when you're number one and knowing when you're just somebody's option. Yes. That's, that's right.
2: You never want to be the option.
0: Because a lot of times I feel like I'm just an option for you.
2: No, baby, no. Yes, yes.
0: <laughs> it's true. That's
2: just what I want them to think.
0: That's all right. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Let's go ahead and let's take another. Uh, let's take another voicemail. How about uh, this one? Uh, this is one from Zach in Texas. Hey, Rob. It's Zach
1: from Houston again. I kind of find it strange that Rocker refers to Tribal Council as just Council. Do you recall any past survivors referring to tribal council as just council? Always love to hear your
0: thoughts. Thank you. Well, Nicole. Apparently, John Rocker calls tribal council council. <laughs> gonna go to council. Yes. And he said, like at one point, he's like, he's like I know a lot of these athletes. They get they get picked off, uh, you know, around the merge. So I'm probably gonna save this out to like the fourth or fifth council, <laughs> yeah. and I'll use use it there. Yeah, because yeah. really, if a lot of athletes get picked off at the merge, why not? use the idol um before
2: the merge before the merge
0: <laughs> because that's uh, ideally not the time that you just said the athletic guys get picked off it's like uh
2: we're not saying there's a lot upstairs
0: no no there's not anyway <laughs> but so nicole a lot of people call it tribal is that acceptable can you call it council also no i feel like somebody along the way has called it the council
2: no, that's not, that's not how Survivor works. It's not
0: how it's worked, but I feel like he's not the first person to call it that.
2: Okay, but he should be the last.
0: Yeah, I think you got to get the naming convention down. Yeah. So, I also. Did, I was
2: impressed that he knew that the athletes go
0: before the merge, to tell you
2: the truth. truth. Yeah, <laughs>
0: that's fair. Um, did you notice he also gave himself a, a nickname at one point?
2: What did he say? He,
0: he referred to himself as Johnny Rock. Oh, at I one did point. notice that, yeah. <laughs> Johnny Rock.
2: Oh, uh, what a douche.
0: Yes. <laughs> so, uh, how do you think of that? Yeah. So, Johnny, Johnny Rock.
2: And he didn't just lose to his girlfriend. Yes. He dropped the friends.
0: Yes. Jeff, I lost to a girl.
2: <laughs> what a D-bag.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, there, there's no one he doesn't offend.
2: Yeah. there's absolutely like fl- poor girlfriends.
0: <laughs> but she didn't seem to get that mad.
2: No, she was still like, Ooh. She's like, John. But, oh, she's sweet.
0: <laughs> Okay. Uh, let's take another voicemail. Uh, let's check in with another, with another Daniel. Here we go.
1: Hi, Rob. This is Daniel. Um, and my question is, do you think that Josh is doing the wrong thing by keeping Baylor around because he thinks that she can be an asset? Personally, I think he's just doing the wrong thing and keeping Baylor because it's kind of similar to how Ace kept Sugar around in Gabon and then Sugar voted him out in the end. So I'd love to hear your thoughts about it. Um,
0: hope you can pick my comments down the show. Thanks. Bye. All right. So, Nicole, do you think that is Josh doing the wrong thing by keeping Missy around? I'm sorry, keeping Baylor, Baylor around.
2: Um, I think it's a good thing to have her around, especially because now the girls are not like. her. But at
0: what cost? Like it feels like that this is the second week in a row. Josh is going rogue and trying to keep Baylor around. And what is the better strategic move? Is it better to stay in tight with the majority male dominated alliance, or is it better to make sure you protect Baylor at all costs, even at the expense of like, okay, maybe rocker doesn't know what the hell's going on. Dale seems like a pretty smart guy. Yeah. Um, You know, there's a chance, you know, Wes or Alec could, you know, wise up to what Josh is doing. I mean, Josh is not calling the shots. He's sort of in the middle. Mm -hmm. So why is he really potentially inviting people to get pissed off at him to just to protect Baylor? I don't know. We don't know. Yeah. So I, you know, me. Yeah, don't stick your neck out for anybody. For anybody. For anybody.
2: Not one person.
0: Not, <laughs> not one, one person. Not one person. Why? Yeah. Why, why should you? Because it's do all it? about you. Yeah. Well, if there's a good reason to do yeah. it, no. In all seriousness, do it. If it's a if it's a big move. But why? If, if the if you're sticking your neck out for any reason, and that reason is to just to protect Baylor.
2: Is it just because he thinks he's playing the game harder by doing this?
0: I. I don't know. I I mean, he's playing like a very risky game because not only is he sticking his neck out to save Baylor uh, or to protect Baylor, but also, you know, last week he did something that could potentially piss off Baylor. Right. So he's really, I I think Josh is playing a little reckless for my taste. Yeah.
2: Well, he likes the drama in the game.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, we like good TV. I like good TV. Yeah. You want good TV? I want good TV. So we want good TV. You know, Tony made good. Tony made good TV, and he, he did. He was Team it. TV. He was Team TV, mm-hmm. and so he played uh, Reckless at times.
2: Yes, he did. But I'm he a little.
0: Won. I'm nervous. Okay. I'm nervous about Josh's game. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if I like what he's doing. Okay. Uh, let's do two more voicemails. Two more voicemails. You got it in you, Nicole. I do. Okay. I hope
2: Dominic has it in him. Yeah.
0: Oh, he's got it in him. He's uh, he's the prince of podcasting. <laughs> he's he's good. He's good. All right. Let's take uh, this one. This is from Brian.
1: Hey, Rob, this is Brian. A couple of questions for you. It's pretty clear that there are no masterminds on this season. Do you think that is on purpose by CBS so that someone can just bulldoze through the season like we've seen before, like him, and to keep it from being boring? And second question is kind of related. Is there value in a season played by a bunch of dummies like we're seeing, like kind of going from something cerebral like watching Inception to maybe watching chardonnay Thanks.
0: Sharknado? Ooh. Is this the shark, the Sharknado season? So, Nicole, do you feel like, are we watching a season with a bunch of people who don't know what's going on? Is that, is that what we're doing? And if so, is that potentially fun?
2: Well, it seems like they're all fans of the show. For the Really? Mo- well, I think... Who's a fan? Reed and Josh were okay. fans.
0: I'll give you that. Um, Jeremy.
2: Jeremy was a fan.
0: Who else are you getting? Well, Dale me? was
2: a fan. Dale.
0: Okay. That's four out of 18.
2: It seems like Rocker kind of knew.
0: He's not. He's uh, not. Able- Nicole, he <laughs> found an idol. I know. And then also believed the story that Val also found two, two other idols. Other idols. Okay, I
2: didn't say he was good at the game. No. He Has
0: he seen tape of the show?
2: Maybe, yes. He's
0: seen tape of the show. He's seen tape of the show. Yeah. That's it.
2: Okay. Yeah. All right. So, fine. We're playing with a bunch of dummies. Is that what you wanted to hear?
0: I don't want to say that they're dumb people, but I feel like they're very inexperienced players.
2: Well, they are inexperienced players. None of them have ever played.
0: And I feel like Survivor, in its purest sense, you want a couple of people that are the, uh, you know, fresh meat, as AJ Mass might say. But I don't think you want a season that's predominantly fresh meat. Yeah. Because, as we just saw on Big Brother. Hey, where you have one or, right. one person that really knows the game well and everybody else is fresh meat. That is not good TV. Yeah,
2: I don't understand Val and the two f- idols that didn't exist. Like a, like a good player wouldn't have done that. would. Yeah, but what did
0: you want Val to do?
2: I don't know. Maybe say she didn't have two idols.
0: What do you want her to say? I don't know. I, I just feel like with Val, and we we talked about this earlier with Penner and, and, and with Val, if... She was, deaf. if she was the next one to go home, right? you know, what Do you, what is she supposed to do? What would you have done? Said I have, uh, said I have, uh, you scrambled. The, the Tyler Perry idol. You
2: wouldn't know. You would have yes, scrambled I, and thought I, of something else. I, I
0: would have said I had two Tyler Perry idols.
2: Okay. Well, you and know, if,
0: and if you vote for me to go home automatically after the votes oh, are right.
2: Well, then maybe that would have worked. At least it would have been something.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. No, I, I don't, honestly, I don't know what Val could have done. I mean, I don't know who she but talked what would, to. Well, really?
2: What would you have done?
0: I think well, you got to see if there's an opening anywhere, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure necessarily. It Didn't seem like Wes or Dale or John Rocker uh, really were you know open open to her. So so you just die. I mean, uh, you gotta you gotta figure you gotta figure something out. I mean, again, I,
2: I don't see you as just going to tribal council and going well, let's let's just hope for the best.
0: Well. Sometimes that happens, Nicole, and sometimes you get sometimes you get blindsided, <laughs> and you're hoping for the best. Uh, sometimes you don't you don't know it's coming. Uh, she seemed to know it's coming. Right?
2: I don't think you would have done that, though. Uh,
0: ag- again, I-, I don't know what necessarily. Like, I- I'm not unless I quantum leap into her, into her and right. know what all the relationships are. I don't know who she could have talked to, but it didn't seem like anybody was giving her an in.
2: I guess I, I hear what you're saying, but I think that you and some other strong players would have figured something yeah, out.
0: I think she was in a bad spot. Alright, let's yeah. do one one she more was. voicemail. One more voicemail.
1: Hello and Nicole, this is Ryan, and I was wondering if you guys think that Baylor will try to make a big move potentially the next tribal council she goes to after seeing her name on the parchment four times, or will we have a very static vote off where it's either Baylor getting the landslide that voted off or
0: Jacqueline. Thank you. Have a great day. Will Baylor make a big move? Why are you smiling?
2: Because I feel like Baylor is going to go cuckoo bird after this.
0: Uh is is she? I mean, what does what is a cuckoo Baylor look like? I feel I like she'll she, get pouty. I but, feel like
2: she's gonna she's gonna try some stuff to get out of this position, and I I think she's scared. You do crazy things when you're scared.
0: Yeah. I'm not sure exactly why the tribe uh, seemed to target her next instead of Jacqueline. Yeah. Maybe because Jacqueline is bigger in the cha- in the challenges. Uh-huh. Uh, I know that uh, when Kelly went up against Jacqueline the first time, she said, oh, she's you know she's like a bi- she's big. Yeah. Uh, so maybe they feel like she's better physically in the, in the challenge as uh-huh. opposed to Baylor, who I have to give her credit. I-, I thought that she just got hit with the pillow and was crying last night. She did like crack heads with her mom. Ye- yeah. Sad story, sad. This a sad story. I don't know how long Baylor is for for the game,
2: yeah,
0: not not getting a good feeling on Baylor. Not, I don't no. think there'll be a big move coming from Baylor next week.
2: Yeah, I think we'll have some something uh dramatic though.
0: something dramatic, all right, so Nicole, let's jump into some of the survivors on social media
2: crazy Twitter
0: uh, so all right, so uh here we here we go. uh so l- let's uh talk about some of some of the stuff that's happening. And uh, let's go ahead and let's start with Eliza, who I got to see last night. Uh, she, she came out for a bit. She tweeted.
2: I didn't know Eliza was going to be there. That bums me out.
0: Yeah. We saw. Uh, uh,
2: and Francesca.
0: French, Eliza and Francesca came, came out. They, they met up uh, after. Parvati and Fincher were at the, uh, the show. Sophie came to the show.
2: Oh, man.
0: Yeah. Uh, so Eliza tweeted, of course, John and his ego chose to do the challenge that obviously someone smaller would be better at. He's awful. I got beat by a girl. Yep. You just got Eliza. <laughs> you got Eliza. Um also uh more for John Rocker. Eliza says, "Hmm, John Rocker or Boobies?" McGee, uh <laughs> as she's been dubbed, hard to know who to root for. Hate them both. Um now has
2: Tell us how you really feel Eliza. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh what?
2: okay but you know Eliza's gonna be friends you with know, Julie let me, afterwards
0: yeah, let me, well let me clean this up and uh, let me make this for the sake of talking about it uh, in Troyzan uh speak uh, Eliza wants to call uh, Julie Taters McGee <laughs> okay okay And so, uh, so Eliza calls her, says, hmm, John Rocker or Taters McGee as she's been dubbed. But did anybody else dub her that except Eliza? Nope, just Eliza. (laughs) Eliza, Just Eliza. I think Eliza has dubbed her that. Okay. Uh, then Eliza, apparently after he found the idol, uh, she tweeted, uh, the fix is in. This is BS. Hashtag John Rocker sucks.
2: Although you know when he was looking for the idol, I was like, "What an idiot!" They never hide the idol in the dirt where there's nothing around, and I was like, "He is so stupid. He's never watched it before." It's at a tree, and then he finds it, and I was like, "What? What? What?"
0: Yeah, Johnny Rock. Yeah. All right, Penner, my guest today. Uh-huh. Uh, he had some tweets. He said, uh, "Survivor Nadia hasn't cried in ten years. I cry over good scrambled eggs.
2: Oh, <laughs> just like Dominic." Yes. <laughs>
0: they if they're too hot. Uh Penner also said, I called one twin the other one's name. Sorry, twin.
2: <laughs> it's twinny. It's twinny. Penner, you fool.
0: Uh it's funny. Uh Penner also tweeted, uh
2: Penner's on a roll.
0: Yeah, he was on a roll on the podcast today. He said, Julie wins and John's too tall and sexist and, and bizarre. bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh also, Penner tweeted, uh, Survivor Jeff plays hardball. Ooh, scary. <laughs> uh, he says, he doesn't scare me, but dude will F you up if you show him any vulnerability. Love it. As, as, <laughs> as previously I've in this podcast. Yes. Also, uh, then... <laughs> Penner, More. Penner also tweeted, tomorrow doing Rob has a podcast. Hope he doesn't do his pale imitation Ooh, of me. As I kid, uh or As a kid, Don Ho, as a kid... I did Don Ho, whoa. And it was better than his penner. Mm. Yeah, we talked we talked about that. Burn. As well. So Penner, yeah, Penner teasing the podcast. Um all right. Here's here's Tyrone Davis, the great Tyrone Davis, Nicole, one of my favorite you remember. Tyrone I, I Davis? love Tyrone.
2: We're Facebook friends. Yes,
0: all caps. Always all, all he's caps. yelling, he's yelling. He's always yelling. He says, uh what I want to know is how me and John Rocker would handle Exile Island together. Hmm. Hashtag CBS. Hashtag Exile. Hashtag Get Handled. <laughs>
2: I got money on Tyrone.
0: <laughs> get handled. That's his hash. Is that his <laughs> hashtag or that's how he would handle John Rocker?
2: John Rocker would get handled.
0: Yes. I love when people make up their own hashtags. <laughs> All right, uh, so here's, so here's, Uh. Here's here's Reed and Josh. They had some tweets. Okay.
2: okay. I thought they weren't allowed.
0: Well. Uh, here's here's what they're doing. It's a little it's a little sneaky. Uh, So Reed tweeted, almost 24 hours until the second episode of Hashtag Mysteries of Laura, oh. who's excited? I know I am. Did anyone rewatch the premiere episode? <laughs> so yeah, Josh, or sorry, Reed is very excited for Mysteries of Laura.
2: Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that show. Yes.
0: I I think that's code. Oh,
2: oh I, thought really code. Yes. I thought he really watched it. I thought he really watched it.
0: Nobody's watching Mysteries of Laura. <laughs> Mysteries of Laura Hultwasser, maybe. Maybe. It's uh, no mystery, though. Josh also said, uh, In memory of how it felt to be starving, I'm taking my cues from Garfield today. He ate everything uh, rice diet tonight. Okay. All right. Um, and how about John Rocker? Uh, he also tweeted, uh, I need to find a better way to entertain myself in getting drunk and hanging S word on people via Twitter. Uh yeah, Rocker, you do. Yeah, you do. Rocker is really Rocker's really on fire. especially a lot of the Rob as a podcast.
2: But they've been poking the bear.
0: Yeah. Uh yes. Yeah, so a lot of people poke the bear and then he snaps back. Here's one from Ryan uh, Ryan uh German who says, uh, Hey Rocker, have you ever considered instead of uh taking your anger out on Twitter, fixing yourself? Oh, And John Rocker wrote back, and what would a winner like you suggest? Nothing like getting advice from someone who has never, uh, I'm not sure if this got cut off. off, But we can only imagine. It's a mystery. We can only imagine where where it goes. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, So uh, also, uh, (laughs) Nadia tweeted, uh, next week we need to get, uh," she makes up a new hashtag herself. And that that hashtag is uh, F word, Kyopa. Uh, we need to get that trending. Boah! <laughs> Sorry, twin. <laughs> so yeah, no, uh, no, getting uh, cursing tr- tr- hashtags trending. Yeah, please, Nadia, stop. It, it. offends Rob. That of- that of- that offends me as a social media user. Okay, uh, so I guess Nicole, that's uh, that's all there is on uh, social media. That's a wrap. No, no, it's
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's not a wrap.
0: It's not. It's not a wrap. Um, okay, so uh, actually, we got a couple a couple more tweets. Uh, Mark Solera did a great job. Uh, really, really appreciate the help. That whenever I can get it on getting Taylor Cotter did a great job last week. Mark Solera did a great job this week. Um, Jeff Probst had some tweets um, that Jeff Probst uh, said. I have to admit, this is uh, remember when he did that. Uh, he did the trade with people. Yes, and he said, uh, I have to admit, I do feel like I have the greatest job in the world. I get paid to be a lippy know it all. Brilliant.
2: Oh, I thought that's your job. I don't
0: know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, also, Jeff Probst had Val to win. Shows what I know about this game. 29 seasons in and still learning.
2: Oh, me and Jeff Probst have the same brain.
0: Yes. And also uh starting with season 31 jeff Propes says i will be looking for some new one-liners so feel free to share ideas i just want to freshen things up a bit so
2: he wants us to come up with his one liners
0: i wrote back to jeff Propes and said i will trade you 100 one-liners for a venti mocha latte and a scone <laughs> i thought that was a fair trade and what did he say he did not write back oh he did not write back to that but he tweet. says he
2: reads all of his tweets.
0: He does. Okay. So, Nicole, this was sort of a crazy tweet, uh, a Twitter war that was happening uh-huh. today. Twitter feud. You know,
2: you know we love a Twitter feud. Okay.
0: So, Jeff Probst uh, started off uh, by tweeting, okay, buffs for the best quotes... Uh, from Survivor History. I'm not sure why uh, quotes is in quotes. That's a little meta for me. <laughs> I don't know if you need to put quotes in quotes, uh-huh. but Jeff Robs did. He wants the best uh, quotes in Survivor History. So Allison Sweeney, and, uh-huh. his, and who is this, Nicole?
2: She is the host of The Biggest Loser and a soap
0: star. Okay. Uh, so she tweeted, uh, anything and everything Boston Rob said ever. That's a
2: little uh, kneecap sucking, if you ask me.
0: Yeah, it's also. I think that's a kind of a lazy answer. Yeah. Like, uh, like I don't think
2: I don't think Jeff's gonna like that answer. Like, if
0: you're on Jeopardy and it's like, uh, you know, this this quote was, you know, said at, you know, like, uh, like what is uh, anything Abraham Lincoln ever said? <laughs> like, where's taboo buzzer? It's not yeah. here with me. Buzz it anyway. Yeah. Anyway, so then here comes William Shatner, Ooh. of all people. William Shatner beams in. He says, uh, "At Ali underscore Sweeney." I'm sure you can just get, hey, at Jeff Probst, I want a buff. Yeah. That was somewhere... In wrote, that was in between like Penner and Shatner. That was totally Penner. And yes. he wrote whatever
2: that is. Whatever
0: that is. And so, uh, Allison Sweeney wrote back to Shatner, uh, I wanted to earn a buff. It would be like if you were just handing out communicators. you know what that is, Nicole? No. It's like a phone on Star Trek. Okay. It's like an iPhone 6.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and then, um, and then William Shatner... Made a joke about, uh you know, I would give you a communicator in a heartbeat, my dear. Avoid the hired help at Jeff Probst. Uh, and then, hey, at Mark Burnett TV, give the girl a buff. So William Shatner is telling Allison Sweeney, avoid the hired help. Uh-huh. And Jeff Probst says, uh, what does avoid the hired help mean? And Allie, I missed your tweet last night. Buff coming your way. You get a buff. <laughs> And William Shatner says, "What? Do, what do I mean? Uh, what do you mean? A host equals hired help." And Jeff Probst fires back at Shatner, "What?" And says, "Well, at least I'm still the captain of my enterprise." Ooh, burn. Yes, they haven't made Jeff Probst go off to go be an admiral uh-huh. at Survivor Command yet. Yes, that has that hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> here comes Rob Cisternino. Uh-huh. I jumped in.
2: Uh you had to. I
0: jumped into the pile. Yeah. And I said uh hey William at William Shatner, hey Bill, tread lightly. At Jeff Probst already has his Phaser set to snuff. <laughs> yes. And then And you
2: liked your own tweet.
0: Yeah, well, you, you got to. Somebody's got to. <laughs> uh and then uh w- and then uh William William Shatner uh r- wrote back to that and said, "Uh-huh." Hashtag bring it on, Probst. Oh my I've goodness! I've escalated <laughs> the war somehow between you
2: know Jeff doesn't like this stuff.
0: Yes, uh, and then Jeff Probst wrote like, "Dang, even Sesternino getting in on it. Love it. <laughs> I got a last name mentioned by Jeff you Probst. You are
2: last name man. Now. I did it.
0: I did it, Nicole. What a week. What a week this has been between the live Survivor know it alls. Uh, nothing. Nothing could top that, right? Nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing could ever at all. But I'm sure.
2: Something oh, is wait, loving.
0: there's more. Nicole, uh, we have always tracked throughout the history of this podcast, uh, the social media activity of the, the Hans family. Oh, that's boy. Th- that's a, a known fact.
2: I saw Survivor Shannon is back.
0: Survivor Shannon's back. What's he doing?
2: I don't I don't know. If Whatever
0: he's doing is not going to top what's going on. <laughs> here. All right. Um, who's the best Hans on social media?
2: Uh, hands down, Brandon Hands right now. Brandon Hands. Brandon Hands.
0: And, and, every
2: meltdown, every girlfriend, every yeah. fiance, every poop is documented.
0: Well, on that note, <laughs> uh, we reached some a, a new level. As I'm going to show you some things. Thankfully, this is an audio. This is an audio podcast, uh-huh. and I could show you a, a little bit. But uh, you know, Brandon is one of the active daters Uh uh-huh in in, Uh, he did post
2: today that he's single so i don't know if this is what okay well he's he's single today yes
0: he's single today but not yesterday not not as of yesterday uh and i may have okay so here's uh just a couple a lot
2: of activity right here i'm looking at a
0: a lot of activities uh going on but uh (gasps)
2: oh my god brandon had a
0: lady friend over apparently and, uh, they were apparently, they were playing some form of, uh, doctor, of the, yeah, doctor. <laughs> I was going to go with strip twister. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I feel like these what? are, these are the kind of things that get you,
2: banned, right? <laughs> these
0: are the kind of things that get you, uh, voted out of Instagram. So, uh, there's a lot going on. I got this from a, from a lot of different, a lot of different people. Wait, you started scroll
2: back up, up. Yeah. <laughs> They're doing the dirty. They're doing the dirty.
0: <laughs> so that happened. Uh, How, so, where
2: does he, does he? have another hand taking the? I don't want to know what's well, taking the
0: picture. The, apparently, uh, does this, they have a selfie stick. Yeah. This uh, these uh, these photos got got leaked. Apparently. Yeah. Sure. From his from his own phone. <laughs> so, but how
2: did he take them himself? Uh, well, that's
0: I that that we don't know. Now <laughs> we do look, I'm just tell I just tell you what go, what goes on here. that so,
2: that guy gets a lot of sex.
0: Yeah. Yeah, good <laughs> for him. Good for him. So first first so another survivor first, uh first first survivor to that deserves uh, a trophy. to post yeah, to post pictures of themselves uh, uh in public on Instagram. I okay. think was the first one no I like that's fair (laughs) that's fair but that was at least pretending like oh Uh, my god somebody stole my tape and the money's in my bank account (laughs) somebody stole the tape and put all the money in my bank (laughs) so uh The, yeah, so this is uh first first on social media. Okay. First on social media. So yeah. congratulations uh to, uh to uh Brandon. What
2: a trophy? Is it a naked trophy?
0: I guess so. <laughs> there you go. Um I feel like there was there's so much more to talk about. But how I do guess, you top that?
2: The show, is over. That? The show think, is over. The show is over. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think you gotta go out on a high note. Yeah. You gotta go out on a high note. So Nicole, um hashtag <laughs>
2: Survivor trophy? No,
0: no, no, no. <laughs> naked no, trophy? No, no. Uh, no. Naked trophy? Don't make it. Don't make the that we we spent two hours and twenty minutes talking about real stuff. Don't make it. All right. Um, what do you think? Let's see. Um, I would have to say. How about in honor of doing the podcast from your from your room? How about ha- hashtag creepy doll?
2: Creepy doll.
0: Creepy doll. I'll post the picture. Uh, I'll post the picture from Instagram on that because uh, uh, you know I am the best survivor Instagrammer there is.
2: Not, no, you're not. No,
0: not even. No. Not, not even close. Do
2: you know that doll is wearing my christening outfit?
0: Oh boy, it got creepier. <laughs> it got creepier. It's true. It got creepier. It's True. Guy, just when you thought it couldn't get right, worse. I think it just
2: opened its eyes. Oh,
0: no. All right. We have to, we have to get out of here. All right. Uh, so thank you guys uh, so much for uh, making it all the way through to the end. Thank you to Jonathan Penner. Uh, very, very great. Jonathan Penner made it into the five-time uh, podcast.
2: Five-timer?
0: Yeah, the five-time club. Does he
2: get a robe and stuff? Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah. He gets access to the Rob podcast a Podcast mini bar Yeah, as well. And also uh, he gets some, uh, some coupons for... Uh, for nature box yeah, for, for yeah, a dollar <laughs> off a nature box also yes. so uh, all that is good anyway so uh we really appreciate it when you guys leave us comments and feedback on itunes that helps more and pe- more people find the show uh you can do that at rob has a slash itunes or for the survivor podcast feed go to rob has a slash survivor podcast Okay? Yep. By the way, it looks like my video is just about finished, so if you haven't checked that out and you want to see the video version of our show with Stephen last night, you can check that out on our YouTube channel at com slash YouTube. Anyway, very, very exciting, uh, very, very fun trip uh, to New York so far. Looking forward to the birthday festivities this weekend
2: are you looking forward to partying with Mickey Mouse
0: yes yes (laughs) anytime I can party with Mickey Mouse so I gotta do it yeah gotta do it anyway so uh, Nicole thank you very much for uh, spending some time with us tonight
2: well thank you for having me
0: yeah and everybody have a great weekend and uh, we'll talk to you guys again soon and Amazing Race podcast coming your way Friday night live uh, 9.15pm from Nicole's creepy bedroom (laughs) right, it wasn't creepy when I lived here take care everybody bye guys